Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post on. What up? Folks, we are back. This is our first official uh, episode back from Austin, Texas. Give it up for us one time. It's been so long. I'm going to just guess. Yes, applause. I figured it out, Fran. Uh, we are back. Fran, how's it feel? We've been home for a couple of weeks now. Uh, how are you changed since the Austin trip? Um, I don't want to go to work. Understandable. <laughs> I've, barely, I've barely been to work in like the past Understandable. Two weeks. I've, been, I've been walking around working like, do you know what I do on the weekends? <laughs> Pick up what? Yeah. Get do what? It's been rough, man. It's been rough trying to get back into the the work schedule. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, it was it was quite an experience. It was a wonderful time. We got a lot of good content, getting a lot of good feedback on yeah. a lot of the stuff. Um, a lot of stuff that's on Patreon currently. Some of it will be coming to regular feed at some point. Also, just as a to let people know, you are get you are you are you might be digesting this audibly, but for some privileged people who are uh, are maybe on the Patreon, join the Patreon right now. By the way. Uh, we are giving our first run at a video component to the podcast. We are yeah. actually currently filming ourselves while recording the audio. We have come back with a different type of bug in our ass since yeah. CrimeCon. You know, I'm trying to be, uh, we want we want mogul status. We're trying to take over all aspects of media. I started learning how to do TikTok dances. I'm bringing the true crime dances with the true crime content to TikTok at some point. You know, I've been, I've been very much motivated. A lot of the people that we met at CrimeCon got us thinking a little bit differently. So, uh, uh, like I said, Fran, yeah, we went to CrimeCon. Mm-hmm. Great time. Mm-hmm. Back to the real world. What is the next step for affirmative murder? The next step? Yeah. What 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 are you what are you looking for, growth wise? Going after, into, after that trip. Going internationally. Going international. Yes. Okay. Spreading like that. Like, like like. What do you mean? Like because we already are. We definitely have listeners. We, yeah. You want to you literally go? I want to go. I want to be, I want to like, it. like it, I want to get to the point where it's or... like, not, not, not even CrowdCon. I'm talking about. Oh, like the, on our own. We just, we just, at some point we like, we got a show in, uh, in Dublin. Yeah. Something like that. I fuck with it. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's going to happen, man. I'm talking to an existence right now. I think it's going to happen. Niggas in Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> like the, like the Jay-Z Kanye West yeah, thing. Yeah, but niggas in, in Paris. But yeah, in, yeah, yeah, but yeah, in yeah. Dublin. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, 
I fuck with the vibes, bro. Yeah. I'm I'm all in on that. Yeah. Also, before we get into some shit, like I said, we just got back from Austin, Texas. Friend, yeah. I don't know if you, but the West Coast is getting hit with a heat wave that we managed to dodge. All praises due to the Most High, yeah, because uh, it was very bearable weather, I mean, borderline unusual weather. Not even borderline. Everybody that we spoke to, all the Uber drivers were like, it never rains this much in, <laughs> in, in Texas. This is really weird. Yeah. And literally since we've been gone, two weeks, since we've been gone, Kelly Clarkson, uh, since we've been gone, it is now like 105 degrees every day. The power grid's shutting down. Concerns that listeners gave us when we were coming out there like, yeah. oh man, you're coming to Austin in June? It's been hot there. It's been hot there. It's been hot in California, oh, all okay. along the West Coast. It's oh, okay. been just hot. You know, the water's evaporating. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Thanks. Texas is having that problem because it rained a lot while we were there. But the water's evaporating in a lot of these states in the West Coast, mm-hmm. which is causing their if they if they're using like water turbine power. Yeah. If there's no water, you aren't getting po- electricity that way. Oh, so shit. it's causing rolling blackouts and all this kind of stuff. A lot of shit that we dodge, but we were forewarned about this stuff. Leading up to CrimeCon, I was getting concerned. I was like, oh, shit, is it going to be like... Because you remember when it snowed in Texas mm. back in January or whatever, and they just... All the power shut up. They just weren't prepared. Yeah. So apparently in Texas, they don't know how to handle heat or cold. Like, yeah. it's just got to be perfect weather in Texas or the whole state just <laughs> shuts whole down. Just fucked up. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. all crazy. So apparently that's what's happening right now, but we were able to dodge that. Had a great time in Austin, it Texas. It was great weather. Yeah. I've also learned that, you know, from just from people speaking, because I remember I was telling you, it's a lot of... You know, it's a tech boom. A lot of people moving out there. Austin, mm-hmm. Texas is still great for that two, three-day visit. Still yeah. fantastic for that. Yeah. But, like, after that, it's a small town. Yeah. So it's like you kind of get to the I, point where I you— I couldn't move there. It would yeah. be a visit type of thing for me. I think that's where you have the most fun. Yeah. It's like, you know, because it's only, like, two streets. Yeah. That's the main fun. Yeah. And then you got to really like barbecue. Yeah. And then outside of that— I, if that's, I, can, I love brisket, but I don't know if I can eat it every day. Yeah, you got to like brisket a lot because that's the vibe. Like, I mean, it's yeah. brisket and tacos yeah. and then brisket tacos yeah. is like, that's the pinnacle. Yeah. So, but I had a great time, you I know, and it. I would absolutely go back absolutely. whenever, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I don't have no plans to move there, but I, you know, I had a fantastic time. I think yeah. um, I would love to go back to Austin sometimes too uh, soon. Much love to Austin, Texas. Fran, mm-hmm. uh, uh, moving on to some current event stuff. Let me pull up my, what I got on my thing. Oh, Fran. Yes. Um, the Democrats, the Democratic Party in charge of the country right now, have uh, given black people a little um, here, you know, a little tip of the hat. <laughs> and uh, it is uh, Juneteenth yeah. is now officially a national holiday. Now, mm-hmm. I, I've i never celebrated Juneteenth in my life. I think this is more of a South thing, mm-hmm. but it's now like a federally recognized holiday. You get the day off and everything like yeah. that. Um and uh, a few months into this administration, you know, uh, when stuff like this happens, it, it really makes me go, you know, I don't I kind of like when a motherfucker is just like right to your face, like, man, fuck you. We're not giving you anything mm-hmm. as opposed to shit like this, because like respect Juneteenth is great. I understand. So if, for people who aren't familiar, because I'm sure there's a ton of people who aren't familiar with Juneteenth because it's not like a thing that everybody celebrates. Yeah. Juneteenth basically uh, is. So uh, it's like Black Independence Day. Yeah. So black people, you know, were freed in from slavery in 1865, mm-hmm. but they didn't find out right away after the Civil War was over. Mm-hmm. Like after the Civil War was over, they didn't find out right away. Mm-hmm. Basically, what happened was 
the slave owners wanted to get a, one more harvest out of black people. Yeah, it was the last group. Yeah, last so group it's, it's almost yeah. like that thing where you're at work and it's real. Your your management is slammed and you out there. You get you're in, you're in your bag, like you're yeah. in your in, in your zone. But you get off at six o'clock. Yeah, the management is gonna let you rock until six forty five. Yeah, and then go. Oh man, when it slows down, when the rush is over, they're like, oh my god, wow, man, so it's six forty five. You need to check out, man. What are you yeah. doing working late like this? They knew the whole time, mm. but they just wanted to. You, they, they, we need you. Yeah, I'm not gonna let you know you can go and walk out of the door right now because I need I need your uh, labor for the next 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. That next 45 minutes was like another two months after the Civil War, mm -hmm. and then a boat rolled up on black people and was like, "Hey man, put the cotton down. Y'all can, can y'all is free. Yeah, <laughs> use free, right? And so that was June 19th, 1865, and that was Black People Independence Day. Yeah. Um, that's a fantastic story. That's great. I hate that they got that little bit of last uh, crop out of us, mm -hmm. you know, but that's great. And, you know, right on liberty and justice for uh, everybody. Great. However, what about federally decriminalizing and legalizing marijuana? Mm -hmm. How about freeing all the people who are currently still in jail on marijuana charges mm -hmm. when there are people out here making millions of dollars from selling weed legally? They got weed Uber and weed Grubhub and all this shit going on. People doing five Michelin, three Michelin star dinners that's weed infused mm -hmm. and being on covers of weed magazines. And there's people doing football numbers still in prison over weed, right? How about making election day a federal holiday so everybody can be off and go vote? Yeah. You know, instead it's like, hey man, here's another day where y'all can eat some hot dogs and, and, <laughs> and, and, and some potato salad and congratulations and we did it and shut the fuck up and shut the fuck up and you know yeah. happy happy juneteenth everybody saying happy juneteenth and all this goofy shit man posting up pictures with african colors and all these white people posting up african colors and shit like solidarity we you know we're on your side and it's mm -hmm. like this is an empty gesture that means nothing to me you know what i'm saying i'm I, you know i enjoyed the day off i'm gonna have some hot dogs i'm fired to grill now, up now, 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 speaking on the day off thing i was gonna wait to the end to sure oh, no go ahead do your thing go ahead jump in on me man now the day off thing, I had people asking me the day before, uh, day before yesterday, it was like, "Is the mail coming? You working tomorrow?" And I'm like, "I'm like, I'm talking to stuff. I'm like, yeah, why it's people, Friday. Why are people asking me this? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Because I didn't know. I didn't know this was going to be a thing. Yeah, had you even heard of June? I've heard of, okay, I've heard yeah, of okay, it, but okay, I didn't cool. know it was in the process of becoming a federal holiday. Right, right. So I'm like, why are people asking me? Am I working tomorrow? I'm yeah. like, duh, I work tomorrow. It's, it's Friday. Post office. Yeah. So I'm like. So and then and then the next day tomorrow yesterday I get to work and people are like oh, yesterday which is Friday yeah yesterday so it was like I didn't think you guys were working today I'm like I'm like what the fuck are people talking about I'm I'm so like I'm lost, lost. Yeah. I'm lost so then I saw, I saw my phone or whatever and I was like oh this is why people kept asking me and, you know I'll be working today or whatever yeah and uh, it was like oh you know people are off my, my dad called me was like hey you off today I was like no I'm not off. no I work today what why do people keep asking me this and he was like. Oh, because uh, now Juneteenth is a federal holiday or whatever, and um, I was calling to see if you were off because some people are off, and I'm like, how the hell? If it just was like, how are people off already? Yeah. So I'm like, I go back, I'm done immediately. And federal I'm like, holiday, yeah. why the hell? We, why are we not off? <laughs> and it was like, oh, because you know it just happened, so it it'll, it'll go in effect next year. But some people are off. But some people are. I'm like, that doesn't <laughs> now. <laughs> what made me mad was great. It's a holiday, you know. We get the day off or right. whatever. By the U.S. Postal Service being um, the largest African-American employee in the United States. Oh, that's facts. That's facts. Oh, okay. Wow. 
we are not. I was like, we don't have. We don't get the day. We gotta wait till it's next Juneteenth. year. Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's bullshit. It's it's like it's Martin bullshit. Luther King. It's supposed to be like Martin Luther King Day. That's bullshit. You know, I was hot. Yeah, I was. Hot. I feel like you know what? I'm mad for you. Yeah, that is white people that got off on Juneteenth and largest uh, black employer on Black Independence Day. Yeah, you had to, had work. to work. Oh, it go in effect next year. Kiss my ass, oh, man. That's crazy, man. <laughs> it's my ass that's But my, my point is And again I don't want to uh, Come across like I'm like man fuck Juneteenth I, yeah, That's yeah. not what I'm saying What I'm saying is What does this do Other than You get to be get day off You get the day off You get to post some memes And be yeah. prideful And celebrate black culture And that's great All yeah. the black people on Twitter Is like Man when it's Juneteenth And blah, 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 All that That's great man All of that's cool Legislatively What changes yeah. As opposed to Election day being a federal holiday where everybody's off and, and can go vote and mm-hmm. it's not any kind of problems. You got to wait in line and the, the polls closed when you got yeah. off work or you freeing some people because, you know, you legalize marijuana or you decriminalize marijuana or any type of situation. Actual, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying people have been we've been, you know, people have been marching the streets all of 2020. And for years before that, protesting police brutality. How about some real Reform. All I'm looking for is what if what if we just do the what if we just make it to where if if a police officer is uh, found responsible for killing somebody and they they're gonna pay out their family, which I have my own thoughts, so I won't go into, but they're gonna pay out their family. That has to come out of the police pension. Mm. Why does the city and the taxpayers have to suffer because the police fucked up? Yeah, I feel like that would incentivize better training. Less mistakes, a little more, you know, hesitancy because it's like it's affecting your pockets. And I'm not saying like they should have done that instead of uh, making Juneteenth a federal holiday. What I'm saying is, what about something that actually does something? Mm-hmm. That is, that's more my concern. And my point of what, what I said at the beginning was, at least Republican people, when they're in, when they're in power, they're just like, we're not doing anything for y'all and, and fuck and go fuck yourself. Yeah. As opposed to like. We're not doing anything. Go fuck yourself. But like with a fist in the air, you know what I'm saying? Or like singing, we shall overcome. Like mm-hmm. you singing the songs, you, you know, you showing love, you doing the, you hitting the woe, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, boom, hit the flex and all that type of <laughs> shit, but you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so it's like, it's almost like it's patronizing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to do anything for you either, homie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like, but, but Hey, right on. I, I feel you though, brother. Yeah. But I'm not going to do anything, but like, Hey man, fight the power. And that's what this felt like. Federal, federally making Juneteenth a holiday. You got Nancy Pelosi out there with the Kente cloth uh, scarf. And she's like, hey, man, you know, right on. The, 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 as the ancestors say, saying shit that, you know, people on, <laughs> on black people on the Internet say, like, yeah. man, the ancestors are really alive in this room today. And it's Nancy Pelosi's ass. Her fucking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just looking like a fool, bro. Why can't it be uh, like a federal holiday for black people? Well, that's that I'm on board. <laughs> I don't think you can do that, man. Because like they got Yom, they got Yom Kippur, they got us, but we all get off. It's Jewish holidays, but we oh, all get off. Okay. Can't be like, hey, man, who only get off? black? We do. Everybody gets off. You can all everybody on the Jewish holidays. Everybody stays home. Not all of them, maybe, but a lot not of the me. big ones. Well, I don't know how. See, post office, they're not even letting. They you, they're not even letting you get your own nah, the Black Independence nah. Day off. Well, that was bro. convenient for them, man. That's what that's what we. Well, got. if it's a federal holiday on the books, like a Yom Kippur or a Rosh Hashanah or something like that, at least when it was in school, I don't really pay attention anymore these days because you no, know, not to flex, but I can take off work whenever the fuck I want to take off work. So I don't really give a shit about federal holidays because I don't get paid for them. Because it's not like if I don't go to work, I don't get paid days off. So either I just don't go or I go to work. 
So it's always oh, so work. You don't, you don't get. Oh, when we get it's always work on the holidays. Oh, but okay, I don't have to go to work you, if I don't want to go to but work. But you don't get paid for that day, though. No, I don't just oh, like get to stay you. home and I get paid. Yeah. That's not how my job works. Oh, okay, but yeah. I can not go to work whenever I want to. Right. So, but my point is, when I was in school mm. on the Jewish holidays, everybody got off. When the Jays got off, everybody got off. Jays. Yeah, my yeah the homies. You can say that. Yeah, they, oh, I, I, mean, I feel like saying Jays is better than saying Jews. That always oh, okay. just makes me, that feels very, like, attacky. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the Jays out there. I got much love, man. Um, but my point is, I keep saying that, yeah. but uh, this Juneteenth thing, to me, it feels empty and uh, like a pat on the back, like a consolation prize. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to do any of the shit that, you have been protesting about, mm-hmm. but like here, take this. Yeah, we're gonna put a George Floyd statue. They did that. We're gonna put a George Floyd statue in, in uh, Minneapolis. They did that. That's what they they put. They unveiled well, wh- one. Why? Why was it signed like the day before? Oh. But they because because it was like that's how <laughs> that's how insignificant it was to to them. They were like, wait, what's black people talking about on Twitter? Juneteenth. Make that a make that a holiday for them. Let's just do something. Give them something to be excited about, so we can continue not giving them shit. But then in six months we can go. Remember when y'all had a day off and, and had hot dogs and stuff like that and, and potato salad? That's what we did for black people. Mm. So that's what the Biden administration, that's what we did for y'all. So shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And then next year, y'all can have some more potato salad and, and hot dogs and stuff. And, and some, come on, man. I didn't, I, you don't have to take it there. Because that's, that's not what, what I was saying. I oh. was, that's why I said hot dogs and potato salad. That's just barbecue. Because you just forgot. What, watermelon? Yeah, and fried chicken, I thought. That was Come like, on, man. You just adding more stuff, man. I didn't say that they were saying any type of stuff like that. I didn't say. Also, by the way, this is already this is a hacky bit, but yeah. like those things are just good. Yeah, black people don't shouldn't have to be uh, scared or, or apprehensive yeah. about eating watermelon and fried well, chicken. You, in front you, that's of how people. you just reacted when I said that. Well, I, but I'm just I think it's delicious. No, but I, but you said it. You don't act like you didn't say it. Why you? I, I know why you said it. Why I said it? Because it's delicious. Cause, cause, no, no, because it's a trope, and you wanted it's, to say some racist, some racist. Watermelon shit. fried chicken are delicious. They are delicious. Okay, but, don't but act I like, wasn't. But, I wasn't. No, but don't it. act like that's why you just say, happened to say those two things. But when you go to a cookout, watermelon and fried chicken is there. It better be. Or okay, I won't, or I won't be. Okay, so what are you saying? My, I'm just saying, man. What you said, the way you said it, right, I right. know why you said it. All right. But it is I'm delicious. Just, it is delicious. Yeah. Also, Lizzo, stop telling people to put mustard, mustard on the watermelon. Lost That's me. crazy, bro. Wow. The fruit does not need condiments. Except I see, I, I don't want to shit on people's culture. Mexican people, shout out to the, shout out to the M's. They put uh, chili powder. Can you, say, in, can you say that? Is that? What? The M's? The M's, the B's? I'm look, man, I, listen, man, I'm moving and grooving, bro. I just got uh, back from Austin, Texas. Crime con, I'm motivated. I'm, I'm feeling like making moves. I don't. I got to save my words. I don't have time to be saying the whole word. <laughs> right. It's M's and B's and J's. That's yeah. how we getting down. What are the B's? Black people? Us, yeah, oh, okay. bleep. Or AAs, you know, whatever oh, you want to call it. I don't, pro- I'm, I'm black, but if you, uh, oh, African-Americans. African-Americans. Gotcha. But my point is, and I keep saying that again, this yeah. might be the title yeah, of this episode. That, yeah. It's just as a way. It's, it's a means to an end. This is how I just, look, I'm told you. Yeah, I'm Did trying you, it out. You know okay. what I'm saying? I'm just trying to get a segue. I got you. My point is, boom, now we're on to the next point. But you've been saying it, and you've been still on the same point. That's true. I told you I'm trying it out. I, don't <laughs> I, have, I haven't perfected it I yet. I got you. I'm still working I'm, on it. Hey, I'm following you, Just bro. ride with me, bro. I got you. So mangoes. Yeah. That's where I was. The M's. Okay. They put- Mangos. Mango. Okay, yeah. my best. I'm bilingual. <laughs> the mangoes. Uh, Mexican people put, like, chili and sauce and stuff on the mangoes. Yeah. Do your thing. Mustard on a watermelon- it's crazy. It's just, that's crazy. That's just trying to be a trendsetter, bro. But then I'm it's ma- I'm mad because, like, she is in a position of power. 
So she said that, and then you got people out here doing that in their house, going out and buying Heinz mustard and mo- cutting up a watermelon. That's gr- it's gross. And then squeezing it, and then going like, mm, you know what? It's not even that bad. Yeah. And it's like, shut the fuck up, yeah. man. You just ate mustard on a, a fruit. Gross. It's gross. But fries and a milkshake is delicious. Nah, see, we're going to move on. because you just That is delicious. You've never had that before? No, I would never That's, dip potatoes into that is milk. De- I said the same thing. Did you try it? No. And okay. I won't. I need to try. We're going to get it after this. We're going to wrap nah, this up. We're going to go to Wendy's. We, you can go get whatever you want, it. sir. We're going to grab a, a, a chocolate milkshake and some, f- and some fr- potatoes. What are you supposed to do in, in a, vanilla, a vanilla milkshake? That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, it's, yeah. oh, oh that's better? Yeah. That's better, better than it's the chocolate. Better. It's actually good, bro. Yeah. I'll take your word for it, bro. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, man. I, I, don't know if I, can, I don't know if I can get down with that one. But uh, let's yeah. go ahead and get into these Patreon shout outs. Ooh. Yeah, because we got. Why I feel like it's been so long? It has been, man. The week before. The week before. Excuse me. The week before we did CrimeCon, we pre-recorded the episode. Oh, yes, right. So we have not done Patreon shout-outs in a couple of weeks. Mm. Then we did the CrimeCon live episode. Yeah. You know, so it's... it's Got a lot of feedback from that. I know you already brought that up, but... Yeah, people, people digging the yeah, stuff, yeah. man. I, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad, because yeah. that's why we brought all the stuff. That's why we, you know, that's why we took the stuff there. Yeah. All right, it's time for some Patreon shoutouts. Like I said, get over to the Patreon right now. We're trying out a new video component. I would love some feedback, let people know what they think. It's a very amateurish setup, but if you enjoy it, that is what motivates us to invest in elevating. So it's the ground floor video setup, but if you like it, Production goes Well, on. just imagine how it was when we first started just doing audio. Oh, bro, man. Man, we sitting on the same side, one microphone. Oh, it was crazy. But level up. It's levels yeah. to this shit, right? I don't think if 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 COVID was going on then, I don't think we would be able to do that. No, no, we no. Had no, to, no, it had no. To be a pause. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Using one mic all close and shit. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing would have been shut down. <laughs> it was very much, you know, yeah. it was it was pre-pandemic, so we didn't even realize what we were doing was just yeah. spreading germs and craziness. Yeah. But now look at us now. You know, so let us know what you think. Get on over to Patreon and let us know what you think about the video component. Uh, I don't really know where we ended off, so I'm, I might be reading. I'm going to start from a name that I believe we already read. So I'm going to start off with a shout out to uh, Kelly P. Hey, Kelly P. Shout out to you. You are letter B. No, boy, that's that feels disrespectful. Letter. That's what it, it rhymes. It rhymes with your name. Shout out to Kelly P. Up next, we got Theo. Nope, can't do that anymore. Uh, shout out to Theo. Uh, Theo M. Why nope, can't you? You can't because you can't reference the Cosby Show anymore. Um, shout out to you, Theo. But Theo. you can't help when you hear that name. Yeah, it's just it's my Theo. instinct. Theo, Rudy. I just it's some names, but you can't do it anymore. I'm gonna stop doing it. I don't feel comfortable doing a, a Bill Cosby impression. He's a scumbag. Uh, moving on. Up next, we got Jordan B. Shout out to you, Jordan B. I don't know what that was. Michael B. Jordan alone, man. Oh, so, whoa, I, whoa, hold up. That's whoa. Him. I, I like him. where your bro- your mind is going. That's him. She is a girl. Oh, okay. She's a girl. Maybe a, but that's a could be a sister. disguise. That yeah. may be a trick. <laughs> yeah, man. You think Michael B. Jordan's sister name is Jordan B? Could possibly right, be. Mike, wait, George Foreman has seven children named does George. He? Yes, he does. Uh up next we got Hadley P. A lot of P's. Mm. Hadley P. You badly P. Oh, mm. up next we got. Mm. Christopher A. You got Blisterfers A on your Yeah, okay. Up next I don't know. Yeah. Uh, up next we got Justin W and Justin. This Justin, you're a Patreon fan. Hey, okay. Up next we got Lauren R. Mm-hmm. She's not born, friend. She's a star. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Oh, you, you didn't even see I, 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 the delay. I, I learned that. I learned that. Shout out to Griselda. Uh, I learned up next we got uh, uh, Captain Charmy. Uh, I think I have correspondence with this person on Twitter. Okay. A uh, Captain 
You, your name's already theatrical enough. I can't do a rhyme. Shout out to you, Captain Charmy. Yeah. Uh, up next, we got shout out to Crimepedia. Um, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, 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 we hung out with Morgan uh, at CrimeCon. Mm-hmm. Funny guy. We did not meet his co-host, Cherry. Mm-hmm. He did show us a picture of her to let us know this is my co-host. She's super cool, and she's joining us at CrimeCon next year. Okay. Shout out to Morgan. Um, uh, he's a great dancer as well. I believe he chopped it up with us on the dance floor a little I bit, don't too. I remember. There's a lot of Jameson involved in that night, so we won't even, we're going to move on. Shout, yeah. out to, shout out to Morgan, shout out to Crimepedia. I mean, we work with them soon in the future. Yep. Uh, up next, we got Elky B. Okay, yeah. Elky B. Kelp. Kelpy. Kelpy. Skelp. Skelpy. Kelp. Elky. Shout out to you, Elky. That's a hard name. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know if I said it right. It might just be Elk. Mm. That's a tough one. Up next, we got. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, Toby Lee H S. <laughs> so many hyphens in your name, Toby. What are you doing? Toby hyphen Lee H hyphen S. Hmm. Shout out to you. That's a whole lot of stuff. Shout out to you, Toby. Don't be Toby. Your toes be. You know what it is. You know what I mean. Up next, we got Sarah P. Shout out to you, Sarah P. I got friend. I got my Terra cards out. Made a prediction. Sarah's a Patreon member now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, up next, we, and lastly, we got Alexandria, the, the city of Virginia. No, it's a person. And shout out to you, Alexandria. <laughs> and you're just a, a person without a last name. Yeah. And you know what? You should. That's dangerous. Uh, yeah. You should get a last name, and I won't. I won't say it. But you should. You should get on that. Shout out to you, Alexandria. Wait, how's that dangerous? Can't be walking around without identifiers. Your last name. Oh. We go missing. Well, she probably didn't want to put it on it because you read the last name. That's a good point. That's a good point. Just to just to even prevent me even fucking up. Yeah, got you. Well, Alexandria, whether or not you are a city or a person, <laughs> shout out to you. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna oh, okay, turn this down. Those are all our Patreon uh, members that are new to the Patreon. There's a lot of cool content over there. Thank you guys so much for joining, and thank you to the existing Patreon members. Uh, did a little bit of inventory, friend. When we got back, we do have uh. Pop sockets left. Okay. Limited, a limited amount. But if you message us on Patreon, we might be able to get some uh some pop sockets out to you. Yep. A limited limited few. I don't have a ton of them. So if you you know, first come, first serve, you send us a message. If you do pop sockets on your phone, I can get one in the mail to you. I think maybe you can go on an envelope, friend. I'm not sure if we gotta get some think kind so. of padded. No, I think it should be it's small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh They are know, awesome though. They're really awesome. Yeah. So if you would like one, just message. I'm not, you know, I'm not charging anything like that. I didn't charge the people at CrimeCon, so why would I charge the people that got us to CrimeCon? Right. Um, but first come, first serve, like I said, if you would like a, a, a pop socket, if you would like a pop socket, hit us up. We'll get one to you. Yeah. Uh friend, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about some fucked up shit. So stick around. Affirmative Murder is brought to you by My Life in a Book. With Mother's Day right around the corner, I just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom. But let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift. MyLifeInABook.com It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation. Which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. MyLifeInABook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audio book using her voice recordings 
It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories, and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my mylifeinabook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and, you know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. The interface is super user-friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code AMP, that's A-M as in Mother's Day, P, at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time, that's mylifeinabook.com. Use code AMP for 10% off today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Fran, uh, as we've uh, told the listeners already, it's been a few weeks since we've recorded in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured, why not? Because I don't remember who went first last time, whatever. Yeah. Why not? Good old fashioned Rochambeau All right. to decide who goes first. Cool. And then we'll get back in order going from here, you know, alternating. Gotcha. Okay. So I figure best of three. All right. As always. Okay. Just fairsies because anybody can get lucky once. Uh, Rochambeau, best of three. Winner oh. decides. Winner decides. Winner decides. Okay, got you. Okay, all right, you ready? All right, we going on shoot. We going on shoot. Shoot. Okay, one, got two, you. three, shoot. shoot. All right, got okay. you. Okay, okay. Are right, you ready? Right. Yeah. All right. One, two, three, shoot. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Ah, oh, that's one. Okay. Boom. Okay. 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 Here we go. Back to it. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Okay. We're in each other's heads. Okay, okay. okay. I thought I had I know, because I'm seeing your strategy. I'm like, yeah, we're going, okay. No, nah, right. that's how I know we're locked in because we're using the same strategy. Okay, okay, okay. okay. One, two, three. Uh, uh, uh. One, two, three. Uh. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay finals. Right, it's the ready. finals. Game yeah. seven. Okay, okay. All right, ready? Okay, hold on. And one, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Ah! Oh! <laughs> I got him. Well played. Well played. Well. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> I saw the strategy. I saw the strategy. <laughs> he made adjustments. The kid, the kid made adjustments, man. All right, friend, what do you want to do? All right. Um, I'll go first. Okay, cool. Okay, so my affirmative murder this week is about the story of Sokuchi Fuya. Okay. Yes. Sokuchi Fuya. Yes. That's like Japanese. Japanese. Got yes, it. Okay. Japanese. Got it. Got it. Got it. So Fuya was born during the Taisho era, which is just Taisho was a, a emperor at the time. Yeah. Um, on February 16th, 1914, in Tsushima, which is the eldest 
of five siblings. Oh, okay. His parents were part-time farmers who also operated as relatively wealthy fish traders. Okay. So, but when Sukuchi was four, his mother died. Mm. While his father went to Korea in search of a new land, breaking up the family. So, Fuyu was sent to live with his uncle in in Osaka until he was eight. Also staying with other relatives at the time. Since childhood, he was crude and unfriendly, Mm. stealing from friends at school, bullying junior high school students, and fighting. Okay. At the age of 10, his father returned and soon remarried. Sokuchi returned to live with him, but his relationship with his stepmother was extremely brutal. Oh, so he came back with, like, new work and a new wife and and then came and just picked his kids up after a couple years? He dipped, sent, hey, go stay with my brother or whatever, Uh uncle, and... I'm going to go do what I need to do or whatever. Yeah. Come back. And just fall back in line. Just come back. I'm going to come get you now because yeah. I'm a parent, so I have to do. It was like, <laughs> I have to do this. Yeah. So I have to come back and get you, yeah. and I'm going to get remarried. I'm not going to dishonor myself by not taking care exactly. of my children. Exactly. But, you know, I've been off. You did new, leave for like Yeah, I got a new wife. Years. Yeah, I got a new wife. I don't really fuck with you like that, but yeah. I'm going to make sure you eat. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so he's, he... he uh, he didn't have a great relationship with his stepmom at the time. Sure. Um, Probably, or his dad. Yeah, so from which uh, he he suffered beatings. Oh. So finally, Fuya, unable to stand his stepmother's abuse, began earning a living by stealing and engaged in a life of theft and violence and spending his nights under the eaves of a temple. After graduating from elementary school, Fuya and his family relocated to Hiroshima, uh, Hiroshima pre- Prefecture, and what I learned is that the prefecture are just, um, it's just like, you got uh, Japan, and uh-huh. it's like so. Say if like United States was broken up prefecture, so would it be like it would be Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New York. We would yeah. all be one little thing, yeah prefecture. Patrice O'Neill actually has a whole uh, bit about this on the Opie and Anthony radio show. Mm-hmm. It's actually very, it's pretty brilliant. So basically, yeah. what he was saying was this country. Rest in peace, too. Yeah, rest in peace, Patrice yeah. O'Neill. This country's so big mm-hmm. that you should take, you could take all the like, you could take. New York, yeah, uh, Connecticut to Boston, whatever. Make that New York, yeah, me- mega New York, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like if you're if you have these beliefs, ideologies, whatever, you go here, yeah, yeah. and then you take Texas, Oklahoma, Oregon, boom, make yeah. that Texaslahoma, yeah. You you like guns and 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 all that Second Amendment shit? Just Y'all just go connect. all of there, yeah, yeah, go yeah. there, and it's like you make you the U.S. into like four territories, yeah. As because it's like all these states we got, you know, we got we call them flyover states, right? Places that we're probably never going to go. I don't right. have any plans to go to Arkansas anytime right. soon. But if Arkansas was uh, California, you know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah, yeah. mega California. Like California went from California, Nevada. We well, got to keep Nevada because you got to keep Vegas. So yeah. Vegas is still Vegas, but California, Oregon, the Dakotas, mm-hmm. and it's all got California. It's In and Out Burgers and the know, same California vibe. It's all the same vibe. Yeah, yeah. There, you're like, okay, well maybe I'll go to. This part of mega California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was basically his yeah. bit. But that, so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That would make skewed. sense. But like on the on like on a map, it's color cool. They'd be like, all that is blue. Yeah. All that is red. Yeah. And shit. So yeah. I, I thought that was like, that was pretty interesting. Just seeing it, just seeing it, that, seeing it broken up that way. Yeah. Also, shout out to Japan, the Jays of Asia. Shout out to Japan for the way they bounce back. The, the, the fact that you're even men, you said Nagasaki, right? Or you said Hiroshima? Hiroshima, yeah. The fact that you that they bounce back from those those nukes oh yeah and that people live there and stuff like that yeah. is fascinating it's crazy to me. i yeah, mean yeah. wow 
They devastated and horrible thing. I mean, the nuclear poisoning and people's skin was falling off. It was awful. Mm -hmm. And now you're telling me a story where it's like, and these people, they, he moved there. Yeah. They don't even let you go to Chernobyl. You're not, you're not even allowed to be anywhere near Chernobyl legally, mm. which where they had a nuclear meltdown. Oh, shit. And this place got bombed yeah. with a nuke. And it's just like, yeah, man, built a new house. 20 years later, we just made do. That's crazy, yeah, yeah. Can't waste that land. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but Sukuchi was kicked out of his junior high school for beating up a teacher. Damn. Yeah. So his misfortune and misery. Have you ever seen that in person? Somebody, like a student. Be, uh, no, I don't think I've seen that. I've seen teachers get hit by mistake on accident. Yes, yeah. Cool. Other than that, yeah, yeah, I've cool. never seen yeah, like we that. We all seen that. Somebody just teacher. be like, well, let's do it then. No, and then I, they start fighting and then the teacher's that. like. Why, have you seen that before? No. Oh, okay. I've seen videos. But I never yeah, in yeah. person. I feel like I have to step in and be like, bro, you got to relax. Like, I don't that's know. Crazy. I don't know. <laughs> if somebody's willing to go to distance to fight a teacher. Oh, you don't even want to step in front of him. I don't want no parts. Yeah, you don't even want to step in front of him. Because he don't care. No. At all. He'll work you over He don't. Parents, no. He don't care about what's. Nah. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> nah. Because they're not thinking. They're not thinking straight. Nah, yeah. I ain't straight. I ain't, I ain't messing with that. Um. So yeah, his misfortune and misery in childhood led to uh to the formation of 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 a crude, self centered, and bizarre personality, mm. which would later be responsible for numerous violent events. Mm. So during the early early years of of show of the Showa period, the night the seventeen year old Fuya was imprisoned for larceny in Hiroshima Prefecture in nineteen thirty three. He remained at the um, Iw Iwakanu uh, Reformatory in Yama Yamaguchi Prefecture until April 1933. Oh, this is before this is before the bombs were dropped. Is it? yeah, I will guess. I yeah, would, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is before yeah. the bombs were dropped. Yeah. But like they, I think those those countries are or those prefectures mm -hmm. are up and running uh, to my knowledge in 2021. Now, yeah, 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 Hiroshima and Nagasaki are people live there. I believe I could be wrong, but. I believe so. Yeah. But 1933, this was before they dropped the news. Yeah. Um, but was rearrested in August for another theft that occurred on May 4th, for which he received four years imprisonment to be served um, to be served in the Fukuoka prison. Immediately after his release, he was he was sentenced to three years in prison for theft and fraud in September of, of 1937 mm. and given another six years for theft in April 1941. On May 12, 1951, he tried to extort the uh the Hyogo prefectural police whom arrested him he while he was using the alias of Mas Mashao Shimizu. Okay. So he was just using a different name while You said Mashao Shimizu. Mashao Shimizu. So by 1947, Fuya had um amassed several convictions for theft, fraud, and extortion. And again, this dude, he left home at an early age. Scammer. Uh, went to junior went high, to got kicked out, fighting teachers. So now he's just in the streets, in the streets, yeah, yeah, just yeah. doing whatever he can to su survive. Yeah, and um, also 1947 is now post. 47 bombing. is post. Oh shit! It happened in 1945. The mm. bombs were dropped. So now I'm like, because I remember you doing, people just run away. That's what I'm saying. I remember you doing another story about a serial killer that was in Japan. Yeah, yeah. And it was around the time that the war was happening. So yeah, it was yeah. like, man, we don't got time to be worried about. Women getting killed. It was right, something right. I can't remember the name of the person. I can't remember his name, but it was like that shit was happening like around the corner from where the guy was at. Or yeah. Whatever. So yeah, it's yeah. like, hey man, it's a bomb might be dropping soon. We're not really all hands on deck on the streets right yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah. this might be a time where, yeah, people are existing in a very dark time where you know it's you know p police force mem numbers are probably down. It's mm -hmm. not a lot of manpower on the streets keeping law abiding citizens safe. Yeah. So it's an interesting time. Yeah. Post bomb being dropped, I couldn't imagine. 
Post nuke. That's post nuke. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild, bro. <laughs> that's wild. Um. So, uh, so yeah, so he has several convictions for theft and fraud and extortion and has spent a total of 29 years in prison. Mm. So prosecutors accused the 50-year-old of incredi- incredibly incomparable criminal offenses in the history of Showa because of his indiscriminate and short-term crimes. So on May 23, 1951, while in uh, Fukuoka's ha- Hakataku Ward, Sokichi and a young accomplice strangled a man and stole $6,800 in cash. In addition to robbing the yen, the duo also strangled, strangled to death a lonely elderly man in Yahata, which is now, it's, that's not the same name. It's not the same. It's changed um, to something else it's, now. It's, it's, it's changed to uh, Kitakushu, okay. which is the city is in Japan. Um, so they did that on June 20th. So mm-hmm. they robbed this elderly man, take all his money. And then they strangled some another elderly man. So they stole uh, 230 yen from this guy, from the second guy. That doesn't seem like the, a lot of money. Because you said $6,800. Yeah. I'm assuming 6,800 yen. Yeah, well, in the story it says $6,800 in cash. Oh, okay. Well, so, I wonder and what, then another yeah. guy was stealing 230 yen. I don't know what the... With the, the exchange uh, rate. Yeah, and, for yeah. 6,800. So another zero on there. 200. That seems like a big... I'm just saying it's a precipitous drop off. I mean, come mm. on, man. It, I mean, I'm not saying it's worth it to kill the $6,800 guy. Yeah. But $230, I mean, you kill some old man for, for pocket change, that yeah. sounds like. What was $230 in yen? Can you look that up? I can. $230. Oh, wait. So $230 United States dollars equals 25,000 yen. Oh, shit. So, actually, no. I mean, <laughs> that's even the $6,800. If it was $6,800, it would be less. That was than like that. that was like fifteen. Yeah, be less that's than like thirty dollars US. So sixty eight dollars in yen would be like thirty dollars US. Thirty dollars US. Not exactly, but so two hundred thirty dollars yen is what twenty five thousand dollars. Two hundred thirty dollars in yen is twenty five. No, two hundred thirty dollars in US dollars. Oh, okay, is twenty five thousand yen. So I'm oh, assuming okay. yen is like uh, not that much right. money. Right. You know, because or or the exchange rate of Japanese dollars to U.S. dollars was crazy back then. Yeah, yeah. But the dollar was strong at this point, so maybe that's the case. Mm. Maybe twenty five thousand yen is, is a lot of money. And this is after the nuke, so it's like that's true. Yeah, it's yeah. whatever the you can get. The economy's the economy's <laughs> probably in the toilet. It's right whatever now. you can. Get. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. So two hundred thirty yeah. yen is a fucking come up. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so Fuya and the accomplice continued to flee, but the accomplice was subsequently arrested, whom later gave up Fuya's whereabouts. However. Without knowing what role Fuya played in the murders, the Fukuoka District Court instead sentenced the accomplice to death and was promptly executed after claiming, I want Fuya to be executed sooner. Mm. No pleas around there. huh? Uh, There's no pleas given out. But that's... What's even the point of snitching then, though? Yes, of course, but like... (laughs) I was I forgot they murdered him. I thought, I'm thinking of robbery. Yeah, but like in the U.S. In the U.S., murder or not. Whoever comes to tell the story first, yeah, you can get you can get a a a, a, um, a execution or death penalty taken off the table. Yeah, I don't know if you know. I just wouldn't say anything. Wouldn't say, but I mean they they got him on it, and it was I don't know if they would. Maybe he did, but they didn't believe him, or yeah. they know both of them did it, or it was just like, man, we got mm. other shit that we got to deal with. It's po- you saying it's possible that he was like he did it, and yeah. I didn't have anything to do with it. He murdered them. Yeah, that's possible. But yeah, I, yeah, I guess yeah. that's probably what. Yeah, or it was like. You know, because I know he didn't come forward and be like, "Yeah, it was both of us." Nobody snitches like that. No, no, like, no, yeah, it was we both equally did the same thing. No, but I, also what I'm saying is like, also it was like all this shit going on, and it's like we just want to fucking yeah, get them both get rid out of here. you, and we want to 
Yeah. Get him to, and we're going to move on. It's, yeah. I, I really couldn't imagine living in post-nuke society. Yeah, man. Like, it's just... We, uh, yeah. They're not holding shit up. And, yeah. No. Nah, nah. You're going to get you it's out of... It's, it's already people. With. It's still bodies <laughs> that have been dead people on the ground. Yeah. You just... You'll go to. Yeah. It's people that deserve to live and were nice people and stuff. Y'all out here killing old people. Y'all just died too. That's yeah, how we're we feeling gonna, right now. We're get y'all out post-nuke society is like, we, life is kind of not that precious these days. If yeah. you're a bad person or we deem you to be a bad person... We'll just get you out of here. Yeah. We'll just throw you to the piles of fucking bodies. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, probably a lot of not bodies because it's fucking va- vaporized, but also a lot of like the the hospital wards, people having cancer. I mean, it was probably two years after a nuke. Oh, man. You talking about pregnancies, pe- you know, and people affected by like contaminated water and yeah. cancer, cancer rates. That was probably a pretty fucking terrible time. Now, is there anybody, do you think anybody was like, Able to survive the whole the nuke? Oh man, no. I mean, they say no? they say cockroaches would survive a nuke, but um, they're very fucking durable. I mean, I mean, as far as like maybe somebody on the outskirts, but again, you got to worry about cancer. Yeah, two years, three years down the line, five years down the line, if you get exposed to that like level of nuclear contamination, yeah. even if you survive, it's not just like whoo, man. Let me just brush this nuke dust off me. But I feel like it's always a percentage of somebody that people that goes like, hmm, I, my body didn't fucking, I don't know, t- shut down or whatever, get cancer. You don't think that could happen? I, I don't know those people. But <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying that. It's a percentage of people that's just like cancer. It didn't, no, it, didn't it just didn't, it didn't affect my, cause the, what do you mean it? My body. Like my my insides, my the way my organs. But work what do you say? It, it affected. You the, said nukes? The after the after effect of a of nuke. What? A nuke? Of, yeah, you said oh. the people getting cancer and all kinds yeah. of shit, and some people was like, oh, that didn't bother me. I mean, I could probably <laughs> go back and watch some Japanese documentaries about the bombing of Nagasaki and Hiroshima, and there probably be some like first person accounts of like, oh, I saw the bright light, and then I just woke up in a hospital three days later. Yeah, I survived. Yeah. I'm sure people survived. I'm yeah. sure there, but, but I the mean, reason why like the epicenter. The reason no. why I'm saying that. No, like oh, where okay. the bomb, you know, where you see the mushroom cloud. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody alive. that's in that the the cloud is like alive. But I'm talking other than that. But outside but like the, of the 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 uh, the the wave, the shock wave, the shock wave, and whatever you know, yeah, whatever I'm sure else. Some people, a lot of people, probably survived that. Yeah, yeah. but that cloud, no, no, no way, nobody. No somebody like pushed the roof off of themselves. Like, man, that was crazy, and just as fine. Possibly, you no. Know you got a third eye. It's something crazy happening if you survive. But they that. still survived though. If, if fair, it did happen Fair The reason why I'm saying that Because we met somebody Shout out to the doc That has uh, uh, What's uh, uh, her She has she, a She's uh, O negative She's O negative Yeah she said that that's It was a, a global a, pandemic Basically she said You're Im- immune To getting COVID That's why I'm bringing less, this up. She said less likely She clarified as we talked But she said Out of the gate She was like You can't get COVID Yeah And I, that's when I was like Give her the microphone That's what I'm like that's, But that But again Shows that she's not the only one out there that can just like walk around and just like oh, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, but I don't think O negative blood makes you impervious to bombs. I'm not. I'm saying the equivalent the, 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 to the that. Nu- you're saying the nuclear weight, the the, po- yes. the poisoning of the nuclear. Yeah, I'm not someone in the middle of the damn bomb. Yeah, okay. And somebody <laughs> <laughs> okay. got it. Got it. Okay. Somebody's you're saying the up. toxicity yes. from the bomb. I don't know, man. Radiation is very deadly. But I mean, maybe O negative. <laughs> Dr. Laura Petler, if you're listening, yeah. chime in. You know, maybe O negative is uh you don't get radiation poisoning. I don't know. Uh, possibly, man. I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm just saying. I, I respect it. Somebody, somebody was, I know somebody was when walking around like, hey, man, I'm good. Eating yeah, it. man. I, you know, I work at a nuclear power plant for that reason. Yeah. I'm I don't good, wear the I don't wear the suit it or don't anything. I just all. go to work in cargo shorts because I'm in, I'm it's, impervious to nuclear. some of them walking around, man. I'm nuclear impervious. Yeah. But back to my story. So because he had managed to pin the crimes on his younger companion with the lack of sufficient evidence to tie him to the crime scene, he served the time in Kamukoto prison before being paroled in November 9th, 1963. Wait, so the guy that snitched, they killed. And then this, the uh, the guy, the main guy from the story talked his way out of it? Yeah. They didn't oh, have enough evidence. he's a scam. Okay, he's good. He's just good. Oh, yeah. He's good with the talking. Yeah, he's man. good with the talkies. Okay, okay, got it, got yeah. it. So, so they him. got him out of here. They got him out of here immediately. immediately. And then now you don't even have anybody to like go back and check on they the story. They first. So whatever he said, it was like, oh, we can pin this on you. Yeah, because he's dead now. And, but you have an accomplice, but we can't pin it on an accomplice because we don't have enough evidence. Yeah. But we know you did it. Right. So in this case, getting caught by the police first was a negative. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He might have turned himself in. Anybody was like, I'm yeah, going to go ahead and get ahead of this. Nah, no, no, you're dead. And now your death helps him. Cause he can say whatever he wants yeah. about. He can throw mud, shit, oh, yeah. dirt all because over we your name. Got somebody. Yeah, and he's dead. So you can't even go back. He, okay. So he said this guy actually did everything. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Let's go ask. Oh, we can't ask him because we killed him. Yep. Well, hey, hey, man, ten years. Yeah. That's it. Get on parole. So while on the run, the accomplice who was nineteen years old at the time had served ten years in juvenile prison. The series of murders. I wonder how they met. I don't have any. Information on how he met. I just wanted this guy was. I mean, this guy was like fifty or something. Yeah, like that. and this dude's this dude's nineteen. So okay, just to clarify, because I think I, I mixed up. The main guy died. He was the one that got killed. And no, then the, his protege survived. The accomplice got killed. Oh, he was okay. the one that was like, caught. Oh, he pinned it on. He pinned yeah, it on the yeah, younger yeah, guy because yeah. he got, got caught it. first. Got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. I thought that's what you said, and then you started talking some more, and I thought I mixed it up. No. The 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 young accomplice, nineteen year old accomplice, got caught first. Yeah, but it was and just, then the main guy who is Sokuya. What was his name? Sokuji. Sokuji yeah. was still out. He was still out, and then he got caught. He got caught, but the, the young guy was dead. Yeah, they got him. He got him out of there. Got already. it. Got but it. the reason, uh, but they was just saying that on, while they was on the run, yeah, he was the His accomplice was nineteen at the time. Got it. And who was in. He also had he served time in juvenile prison. They could have been fucking, you know. Like, I don't know. I just want to know. Maybe they met. In, I don't know. If, I don't know. So they could have been cellmates, probably from yeah, like yeah. A, pro, a pettier crime than murder. You don't. You don't put a grown. You but adults don't go to juven, juvenile centers, do they? Oh, he was he was in a juvenile at nineteen. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Well, he had been committing. Well, no, he had been he had been if when he was nineteen, that kid wasn't even alive. Yeah. <laughs> so he was never young when he was when that kid was young. Maybe they just ran into each other. Yeah, on the streets. Yeah, well, yeah, they're yeah. both uh, petty criminals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, running in a circle. Yeah. So the series of murders um, took shortly after his release. Since then, the death penalty laws have changed. Mm. For this reason, many condemned individuals were convinced that it was too harsh of a sentence. To so kill the 19-year-old kid? Yeah. So Fuya got, sorry, Fuya got a job with civil engineering after his parole from Kamako. Kamamoto prison and after reading a newspaper article in May 1964 he decided to move to um to the Kansei region on October 30th 1965 Fuya strangled a 57 year old man who lived in Kaigan Kaigandori and Kobe stealing 500 yen as well as watches in the victim's pants guess just needed new pants yeah man um, it's it's crazy to me like I have all these like I have all these liberal perspectives and stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, it's like a lot of times in a lot, it's, it's hard to tell. Sometimes just criminality just persists, bro. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I think that everybody's capable of reform, but it really seems like, I mean, this is a whole different country, different prison yeah. system. It's like, but 
once you're like a career criminal, it seems like it's hard to be reformed. But once you got away with murder, double murder, all kinds of shit, multiple times, and you get caught once, you're like. And also, yeah, this is also an exceptional person as far as like he's capable of committing murder, just kind of yeah. at at the drop of a hat. As a what I'm what I'm talking about, I guess on a broader scale, is not comparable to this. So never mind. Like I like I don't know. I don't I don't have the statistics of a career car thief. If you oh, give okay. him a nice job, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you give him a nice job, because this guy got a job, he got out of prison. If yeah. you give a career car thief, a, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like he's still the criminality within him still persisted. Yeah, yeah. But if you give a car thief a nice job, will he just stop car thieving? I yeah. like to think so because yeah. you know a lot, I always hear this argument that I like. I believe. I believe at the core of me. And then, some, but sometimes you hear stories that go, well, "Damn, like you know, your person get out on parole, they serve their ten years, or whatever, and then they kill somebody, or they do this, or they do that, or they fall back into their old habits." Yeah. It's like, okay, well, is it really like? Well, one way to stop crime is give people jobs. Yeah. You know, that's, that's like an argument. Yeah, I get that. But also, you hear the stories of people that. Uh, like reform shit like that with gang members. That's different because they just that's a gang and they do all kinds of retaliation and shit like that. Yeah. And then you get so somebody that's just it. going out by themselves and just strangling people. Yeah, oh, no, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's that's, that's a, a yeah, that's a sociopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a psychopath. They have things within them. Yeah. But as far as somebody coming from an impoverished area, right. they just need to make money. They're trying to find a way. A job could reform that person. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So I've been brought back to my. I still believe that, but for a second I was like, damn, this motherfucker got a job yeah. and still killed somebody. Nah, but it's like killing weird. people is way different than stealing food from yeah. a store. And he's, his upbringing was... Yeah, he's, he he's got damage, yeah, McDonald yeah. triad shit. He's got, you know, he's probably burned some animals. You know, like he's probably Possibly, dropped yeah, yeah. on his head. Some, he was beat he's by... He's beaten? His, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's different shit. Uh, so the next... So the next attack took place in Nishi, Nishinomiya, with Fuya continuing his crime spree until December 12th of that year, always attacking in West Japan while his targets being persons above 50 years old, 50 years of age and living alone. So he committed eight additional murders as well as two attempted murders and two attempted robberies. His victims include one man in Fukuoka, three in Hyogo and one in Osaka, one in, and another one in, in Shiga and two in uh, Kyoto. Oh wow! Yeah, all were killed. Off in Kyoto. <laughs> yeah, oh, all were killed. All were killed by stabbing, strangulation, and severe beating in either junkyards or construction construction sites. The killer snatched only small amounts of money, so he was just whatever, them just whatever. whatever they got on them. This is post new. Yeah, but this is yeah. And he was also a petty thief, yeah. but like yeah, man, you got to get it how you live. Yeah, I wonder how it was this was like twenty years after that. It was we say it was nineteen forty five or thirty five. Nineteen forty five. Forty five. So it was like this was nineteen sixty five. I'm sure they still so hadn't like bounced years. back yet. I'm sure he's moved to some other parts. Yeah, but I'm sure the whole country was just decimated. If it's still Japan, the economy's probably still bouncing back. Yeah, it's even twenty years probably wasn't enough time. It probably starting to climb out of things at that point mm. but still crime you know still crime on the streets and stuff still rebuilding yeah yeah god damn fucking nuclear bomb so the national police agency designed the case as police agency wide area important designated case number 105 case that's what they called it on december 9th after establishing really, really this rolls school. off the tongue that name yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh on this on december 9th after establishing that the latest murder that of a judo lecture killed in Kasuya Gun in Fukuoka on November 22nd was the work of a serial offender. Mm. At the end of November, the so-called Kumamoto private meeting 
was put in charge of unmasking the offender. Based on a picture sent from a woman living in Koto, Kotohiriyama, um, and Kotohiriyama in Kagawa Prefecture, the um, the, um, the Omoto-based agency, these words, these cities. Hey man, you're doing a great crazy. job, man. You're doing the best you can. <laughs> the, um, the Omoto-based agency learned of the picture showing of four people, among them aforementioned woman and aforementioned woman and Sokichi Fuya. He was now sought for questioning. So they did this meeting about somebody's going around killing people. Yeah. They found out who it was, and now they're looking for him, and they have him. Well, he's definitely, like, as much of a serial offender as you can get, so... He, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. top of the list. Yep. So on December 11th in Fushimiku and Kyoto, authorities found that a fingerprint was consistent with those of Tsukuchi Fuya, who was des- designated as internationally wanted the following day. On that very day, Fuya was in Nishimo- Nishinomiya walking around the coastal bank when he came across two local salvagers. One was 51 and one was 69, mm. whom he beat to death with a hammer. Oh, Jesus Christ. So why do y'all looking for this man? This dude is still out. Killing, killing robbing. people, yeah. yeah, brutally killing people for sure. Coincidentally, a patrol police officer um, were near the scene when they discovered the bodies of the two men in a hut. To their surprise, Sokuchi was also hiding in the shadows of the very same hut. So I don't know if he, if he was, if it was like he did it and then was hiding from authorities, or the authorities was like right after he finished because uh-huh. he didn't leave, or he was like took, he took a nap, or like. I want to know what happened for him to still be there after he did this and mm. the authorities were there. Mm. So he tried to escape. Yeah, he um, might have got caught like right after the act. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So without a weapon, he still ignored the warnings from police. But Fuya, who was 51 at the time, was not physically capable <laughs> of outrunning the, mul- the multiple police officers who was on his ass. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Slow as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, he's killing people. He's old, er, so fit in his fifties. Fifty, yeah, fifty-one, sixty-nine. He's he's making sure he he's he's picking his fights. Oh, for sure. I'm sure he's still. It was still a fight, but he's picking his fight. He's not robbing nineteen-year-old kids. Yeah, but for him to attack two people though. Oh, at once he did that. Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, I don't know if it was at once, but he was he was walking on. Like a bank or whatever. Yeah. And found two. I don't know if it was. I'm sure it might have been. I'm sure it wasn't that one. one. Yeah, possibly. They probably was along the same bank. Yeah. He and just, got one and went. But they found both bodies in in one hut. So I don't know. He probably could have dragged them. Or he or he just got hands like that. Probably. I mean, or just took one out. Why was paying attention and then got the other one? Yeah. He did with a hammer. So. Oh well, yeah. He got an advantage immediately. So if you sneak up, if he's sneaking and, up and on and knock one out, yeah, he's out immediately. Yeah. yeah. And then you just got one 60, 69 year old. Yep. So initially, he denied any and all charges against him, blaming a fictitious accomplice while proclaiming his own innocence, much like with his 1951 crimes. Yeah. That was with... Work before with yep. that 19-year-old. Yep. However, this time, the prosecution had sufficient evidence, and Sokuchi Fuya was sentenced to death. Mm. When asked for a reason for, for the killings, he gave a very simple answer. He begged for meals and accommodations and killed those who refused. Oh, so he's saying, I asked for it. Yeah. And when they wouldn't give it to me, I, mean, I just take it. it. Yeah. I'd do what I had to do. Wow. Discontinuing his initial murders, eight men were murdered, including some construction workers. Police also determined that Fuya was responsible for an additional murder of an old man between 1964 and 1965, but lacked the appropriate evidence for it. In total, the prosecution accused him of committing 12 murders. Mm. On June 29th of 1966, the first trial of Sokichi Fuya was held in the Kobe District Court before the preceding judge, 
Nagahisa, he acknowledged he acknowledged the seven murder the seven murders and eight attempted murder charges after the after the prosecution read the indictment. Mm. But on April seventeenth, nineteen sixty five, in Higa in, in Higashiku, he did not attempted robbery of a waste collection company and the purpose of his murders being robbery, claiming that it was simply murder and attempted murder. Oh damn. Yeah. He remained calm during the initial court proceedings, but when the prosecutor began describing one of the crime scenes in Kobe, he suddenly got up, shouted at, and subsequently beat up the prosecutor. Damn. So dude was calm and it was like one of them just I guess it was That's like, not why I did it. Yeah. And, and just, just went, went off. off. Just wow. Okay. <laughs> so since the trial was closed, Fuya tried to convince the court that he was innocent. And that the now I don't I don't want I don't want to go off track. Did you see the video of that guy who represented himself in court? That's my story this week. <laughs> yeah, that's my story this week. I will be going very much into it. Yes, Ronnie Ronnie O'Neal. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yes. Oh, I'm playing the clips and everything. Oh, it's funny and t- but it's not funny. It, the story is not funny. I get it. But I, the initially clip watching the clip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the fucking the Zoe the the Florida Zoe break dra- uh, locks. Yes, yeah. I'm getting into the whole thing. All right. Um, yeah, so so he tried to convince the court that he was innocent and that uh, that the incompetent after police... After the fight. Yeah, after the fight. And that the incompetent police had beaten him into confessing, especially concerning the seventh case in Nashi, in Nashinomi, Nashinomiya, for which he claimed that the real culprit was a man named Oka. He pleaded not guilty and put all the crimes on this mysterious Oka. Fuya only attempted to only admitted to the uh, Nishinomiya murder, but denied robbery being the motive, claiming that he had not intended to steal the gold, but instead stopped to borrow some food and only killed the logger when he refused to offer some. Can I just go around killing people because you can't give what you want? Yeah. Yeah. So on February 16th of 1971, the Kobe District Court headed by Chief Justice Nakagawa, as well as the Kobe District Prosecutor Office and Prosecutor Migumu and Nakimura sentenced Sokichi, Sokichi Fuya to death. The summary of the statement um, was, from a number of physical evidence, there is no doubt that Fuya is the culprit. Credible working papers and the thumbprint match the defendant. Fuya argues that the real culprit is the name Oka, when in fact no such person even exists. <laughs> As he borrowed the name from a constable of the Fukuoka Fe- Prefectural Police, whom he had previously shown admiration and devotion to. So he took some names, some guy that I guess he just met before, met and, before and just respected. It is sympathetic that he grew up in the in an unfortunate family, such as being bereaved by his mother and bullied by his stepmother in childhood. But that does not justify him killing eight people. Yeah, that shit only goes so far, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like if you got intimacy issues, you know, you got problems trusting people. That's cool. When you start killing people, and it's like, but you no, know, my dad used to beat me. It's like. I get that. Yeah. But come on, you murdered somebody. Right. Man. I mean, you murdered I mean, eight people. Yeah, yeah. I can't just be like, hey, you know, family, tough family life. Let's just forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a rare, atrocious crime spree that robbed many, many people of their precious lives. Well, he wanted to make sure that y'all knew uh, it wasn't a robbery spree. I was just killing people. Yeah. That's what he said, right? He said it didn't have anything to do with the money. Oh no no no! Yeah, it was just like it was right people, and it was like I I don't they wasn't giving me what I wanted, so I just had to kill him. So on April first, nineteen seventy four, the Kobe District Court handed down a a death sentence to Sokichi Fuya. Mm. The ratio, um, the the sin the sin the sin the 
the uh, of the court was denounced as an in brutal, ruthless act with no other example in criminal history. You must compensate with your own life. Mm. So Fuya appealed the death sentence before the Ahsoka High Court in 1974. A second trial was held on December 13th. The appeal was dismissed, after which he turned to the Supreme Court on November 28th. So this dude is fighting this in 1978. The, pre- the preceding judge, Nakatu Suji and Masami, supported the death sentence and rejected the appeal. And in January 1979, the death sentence was formally established. After the death penalty was established, he was held in Osaka Detention House until his execution. But on December 2nd, 1982, he attacked a fellow 39-year-old death row prisoner in his cell. This resulted in a one-week injury with the supposed motive being jealousy. Mm. The other prisoner later said that if Fuya was indicted in the same case, he would not have been executed until the sentencing was decided. He was not prosecuted because I feared that it would raise the order of executions. So on May 31st, 1985, six years after being sentenced to death, Sokichi Fuya was executed in the Osaka Detention House following an order by the Minister of Justice Hiroshi Shimizaka. Um, at the time, he was the, uh, the oldest prisoner to be executed in Japan. Mm. Um, a record later broken following the double execution of Yoshimitsu and Akiyama and Yoshio Fujinami. So these, uh, that person was, that was two different. It was two yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them was 77, the other one was 75. Mm. And how um, old was he? He was, I think he was younger than 70. He's probably like 60 at, at this time. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they beat it by a long Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that happened on December 25th of 2006. So immediately after the execution, um, an official told um, Asiha Shimbun that Fuya alternated in his last, in his later years. One day, he would be calm like Buddha, and on others, he would behave like a beast. He had no cellmates or friends, and the only person he sent, only person who sent him letters, was a former investigator from the Hyogo Prefectural Police. So I want to know what that was about. Um, I didn't find information on like the relationship he had on this authority or yeah. police officer or whatever. But that's the only person he kept in contact with before he was executed. Um, yeah, and that was my story of um, Sokuchi Fuya. Wow. Yeah. Wild story in court. Also, the story is wild in itself, but like when you, the backdrop is a pre and post nuclear bomb being dropped on your country. It really is kind of shows you or kind of allows you to paint the picture of like how you're, this, he might have been able to get away with a lot of stuff that he got away with at For certain over points. Like within, 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wow. Yeah. Also, uh, the thing at the end about, the prosecutor or the judge saying the cost of everything you've did, the the payment has to be your life. Yeah. I never heard a death penalty. They don't say poetic shit like that. Here. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause the idea of like, you know, you steal something, the payment, you, the debt you owe is five years of your, you know, life in, in prison. Yeah. You do, you, you, you hurt somebody, you got to pay a fine or, you know, you got to go to civil court and they sue you and you got to pay. The payment is this, your crimes were so atrocious that the only payment that you can make is your own life. Yeah. That's like some Greek mythology shit, man. Yeah. That's, That's the shit where it's like, if you were being as you go, oh, damn. Yeah. I guess I just. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> that would probably take my breath away. If I'm still, yeah. I got the shackles on me, I'm like, oh, wow, damn, that was deep. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I'm, Anybody break it down you to just, you like Yeah, that? you just took my life. You just took my life away. But I'm like, damn, I can't even make argument against that. Yeah. That is. Damn. What else? How else could I repay all those people I right, killed? Exactly. Other than my own life. Yeah. That fucking guy I don't care anyway. He was a yeah, representing true. himself. 
<laughs> you go that far, you like, man. Yeah. At this point, I didn't do anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is a miscarriage <laughs> of justice. <laughs> I'm going to get into the whole thing with, the, with Ronnie O'Neill. But wow. yeah, that's yeah. So, um, wow. Great story, friend. I will commend you. Great job. I think you did a great job. Yeah, man. Um, a lot of tough words. We are yeah. not Japanese. No. We don't, you know, that's not our first language. So I think you did a great job doing the best you could pronouncing Thank those you. words. So uh, well done. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. All right, and we are back. Fran, as I already alluded to, yeah. Um, this week my affirmative murders the story of a viral moment in time. It's absolutely mm-hmm. insanity what's happening. Please, if you have not heard about it, type in the name Ronnie O'Neill. Yeah. Uh uh, once, as soon as I saw this, uh, this footage, yeah, I guess the clip, whatever, you, whatever the kids, the youth is calling it, I was like, I need to know the full story of this. Yeah, and during the process of the trial, which has been taking place over the last week or so, and con- will continue uh, next week too. You know, you hear this, what happened, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, that's fucking tragic. But it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I, I Since don't know the, the story. story you told me. The affirmative murder you did of the guy in the 90s who represented himself after he killed somebody, the yeah. black guy. Mm. And they made fun of it on SNL and stuff. Yeah, 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 I don't know if... I mean, that was a murder trial as well. So I was going to say, I don't know if you can make fun of this on SNL because it is pretty fucking um, tragic. And it would feel... it, would, it would I think feel, you can if you, if you direct it at... F the person. Sure, but I don't think SN, my I don't think SNL can do it because it would feel racist. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. of the hair and... It would have to be like a black sketch show. Yeah. Because if they if a white person wrote the Ronnie O'Neill sketch for SNL with the hair wig and the the locks, yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. it would feel racist. Yeah. Did you know? This is just a little side thing. You know, Martin is banned from SNL. Martin Lawrence. Yes. What did he do? I didn't. I've read it somewhere. Something banned? came up, and I read it somewhere. Somebody posted. I follow like a Martin Lawrence yeah. Instagram, and a clip came up of him on there. Like did back he, in the day, he cuss or something. And he says, "I I looked up the clip on YouTube. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch it. He no. says something that was like crazy. Yeah. And they banned him. And I think he's banned from like what, what's SNL on that? What's with, NBC? Uh, he's banned the from whole NBC. network. Yeah. Damn. So I, I got to look at the clip. I'll look at it after this. That's a, that's a whole legend, bro. You can't. How you gonna ban Martin he, Lawrence from a whole network? He said something that was wild, and it was like I gotta go find out what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, what I will be doing, my affirmative murder this week, like I said, is the story of Ronnie O'Neill. It's an absolutely insane story, but the clip and the, the trial that is taking place right now is just as insane as the story. So you saw the clip and then you went and did the research. Yeah. I saw the clip, I was like, oh, this is wild, and I'm going to laugh. And then I was no, because like, I was like, because they were like, it's a double murder trial. So I was oh, like, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? 
did this guy do? Because yeah. this is an insane person. Yeah. So we'll get into it. I'm going to play the audio from the clip, obviously, but um, I'm going to tell the story of, of how we got to the viral moment. Mm. So on March 19, 2018, a 911 call was made, was received alleging that the, alleging the death of a of nine-year-old Ronivia O'Neal. Now, rest his, in peace to his this daughter. Young, yeah. Oh rest God. in peace to this young girl. I, you know, and I'm I'm not I'm not a name shamer, but women and men, I guess, too. Stop letting these dudes try to convince you to legacy their name into your child's name in some weird way. I understand uh, being a junior or third. I'm a third. I'm the third Alvin. And there's also a fourth Alvin. Take from that what you will. Right? But, (laughs) and it's not my son. (laughs) It's my brother. (laughs) But Ron Nivea is, that's a sign of an arrogant person. Yeah. Where you're like, I don't care if you're a girl. You, I want the world to know that I made you. Yeah. Wait, your brother, is it, what's the Roman numerals for four? Uh, I and a V or a V So and the, an he I. has that on his name? Uh, well, I guess. I, would, oh. I haven't seen his birth certificate, but oh. I would assume that's okay. on there. Yeah, right. I would assume that's on there. Um, do you have to write that? Do you write that? I do because. Do you put three like in the top? I put three lines. <laughs> the third, it's actually kind of fucked up because oh, okay. the third is the least drippy, swaggy of all the Roman numeral yeah. names. Yeah. Like, First of all, one, you don't got to put nothing. The one. Yeah, I'm yeah. the original. I am. I'm the one. Yeah. <laughs> two is like, oh, the sequel. Okay. The two eyes is, you know, it's, 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 it's stamped. Yeah. Or you could do junior. There's things to okay. make that fly. You can yeah. fly that off. I'm the junior. I'm a legacy. Boom. I, I'm carrying on the name. The third is just three lines. Yeah. And you could do the little lines underneath and over the top of the shit, but it just, it's all extra long. It doesn't look, it looks like a house. Why don't you like sauce it up a little bit? Like throw a, like a small three in the top or something. A oh like Williams cubed three oh like cubed yeah Where'd oh I didn't that? even think about that okay can you do I don't know if you, can you I don't, that I feel like that has a different representation oh, that's okay. mathematic you know what I'm saying like I'm not a I'm not the I'm not Alvin to the third power could be or am I Nah, you got me thinking man I don't know that sounds kind of icy Alvin to the third I'm Alvin to the third power oh, yeah. fuck with that okay well that's something <laughs> to think about well anyway Ronnie O'Neal is Ronnie to the third power. Oh, so he's the third. He's the third. Okay. But he also decided to name his daughter Ronivia. Ronivia. And the mother acquiesced to that because mm. I'm sure he gave a convincing, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, my legacy and, you know, whatever, right? So so police were called out because of alleging the death of nine-year-old Ronivia mm-hmm. O'Neal and the hospitalization of eight-year-old little Ronnie O'Neal. So his son's name is Ronnie the fourth. Yeah. And his daughter's name is Ronivia. Mm-hmm. Um, the children's mother, 33-year-old Kenyatta Barron, was also discovered deceased. Wow. So this was the, so all the phone call. Yeah, this was the phone call that was made. It was like, we need people out here. It's, it's, it's people, the whole family's Wait, dead. Wait, so how is this a double murder? No. Ronnie was injured. Oh, gotcha. Not deceased. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, <clears throat> the son was injured. The son was gotcha. injured. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. The Hillsborough County, County Sheriff's Office responded to the family's home just after midnight on March 19th, uh, 2018 due to a domestic uh, disturbance call. Mm. So they just initially, it was like, there's something happening. There's kids in the house, you know, screams got to get out here. So that's, that's what, that's what drew them out. Upon arrival, law enforcement discovered the mother lying face down on the sidewalk near the home. Fire and rescue also arrived at the scene and determined that Kenyatta was deceased. When responders initially arrived on the scene, there were no lights coming from the residence. 
However, a short time later, a light was seen coming from the corner of the home. As the light grew brighter, responders realized it was a fire burning inside the residence, which caused law enforcement to force entry into the burning home. He lit the house on fire? The house on fire. And it's the, the, his, the child of his mother. The mother, the mother was, outside was outside of the house. But the Rynivia was in the house. I'll get to it. Mm. So they discovered that the house was burning. When law enforcement gained, gained entry into the home, the main living area was engulfed in flames. So they couldn't really go much deeper into the house. Yeah. So they shouted into the house, whoever's in here, get, come, get out. Yeah. It's safe or whatever, right? This is when little Ronnie appeared and made his way out of the home. Little Ronnie was subsequently transported to a local hospital to receive immediate medical attention. Ronnie Sr. exited the home a short time later and was placed into custody. Ronivia, who was nonverbal and on the autism spectrum, was discovered mm. in the home with multiple injuries, which included both burn and stab wounds. Mm. She was pronounced dead at the scene at 1230 a.m. So right at, I mean, as soon as they found her, yeah. they, she was pronounced dead. A forensic interview was conducted with the surviving sibling who witnessed the tragic events of the night. According to the documents from, from that interview, mm. Ronnie Sr. continuously yelled, Allahu Akbar, which means God is great, as he shot Kenyatta Baron with a shotgun. He also repeatedly hacked Ranivia with an axe and stabbed little what? Ronnie with a knife. After all this carnage, Ronnie Sr. took some tissue and gasoline and set fire to Ranivia and, and the home with little Ronnie still inside. Wow. So he lit her on fire. He lit her, he lit her lifeless body on yeah. fire and... Poured accelerant around the house as well to just burn the whole house up. Um, and I say the Allah Wakbar part not to I'm not trying to demonize Muslim people or anything like that because he wasn't a devout Muslim. Actually, they believe that the cause of the tension within the home was that he was trying to force the whole family to convert mm -hmm. to Islam. Gotcha. And so they don't they don't know if it was a psychotic break or what, but he uh he the, in the phone call to the police, which he made after he killed Kenyatta Baron, mm -hmm. he's saying he he tried to Make it self-defense. He was like, I just got attacked by a white demon. Her name is Kenyatta. Talking about his, the mother of his kids. Her name is Kenyatta. She attacked me, but is she's she, dead. Is she white? No. I don't know. The dude, you saw it. We'll get to the video. Yeah, it's just. But, yeah. Now, uh, stories like this, like, I can handle majority stories that we do. But, mostly, sure. but the ones where it's like, you murder your own child. is yeah, like family annihilation. I can't. Yeah. I can't I can't seem to. Well, you uh, have a different. You can. You mean you have a very close. You understand that perspective. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to have kids. Yeah, yeah. You know. But it's like, how could you psychotic break or whatever you they want to use or whatever? But yeah. it's like harming your kids. That that person is you. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Literally, that's Ronnie. You named him after you, right? And then Ron Ronivia is your. That's, that's your daughter. That's, you know. Yeah. Man, These are your legacies, and he horribly murdered them. That's crazy. And even I'll go even a step further. I mean, I'm, it's not technically. I mean, your family wants you to go to make that step and have kids together. I know it's not blood, but like it's the mother of your kids. Yeah, man. you're gonna do. That's, you're, that's like double. You're already killing your kids, but you're gonna double hurt them because if you didn't kill your kids, you're taking your their mom away from them. Yeah, I don't. So it's a it's a it's a frame that's of mind crazy. I can't even put myself in yeah. to understand how you could do something so fucked up to your own. To anybody, but to your own. But like, the story now, I'm like, oh, this fucking... He was already crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh, now this fucking... Well, I'm going to get into... Keep that in mind about the crazy thing, because I'm going to get into it about some things that he's doing that contradict oh. that he's crazy. 
Okay. This all sounds nuts and insane and dissociated and all of that, but I'm going to get into 2021, what's happening right now, and why there are a lot of law experts who are saying, here's why he's not that. Okay. He's, uh, why he's not crazy? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'll get into it uh, in a bit. <clears throat> Several interviews with neighbors, family members, and other close uh, people in, close to the family concluded that there were no previous concerns of violence in the home, mental health issues, substance abuse, or erratic behavior. So basically this came out of nowhere. Mm. There's and, and I guess also people have a proclivity to speak good of speak good about people after Well, you, it's hard, it, it's easy to say that for you not to be in the home though. Exactly. That's that's yeah. kind of what I'm getting to cuz it's like I didn't see anything. That doesn't mean nothing was going on. Right. It just means in front of your face everything looked like it was hunky dory. Right. So, no matter how close you are to a person, it's like people only show you what they want you to see. Yep. So, it looks good. The family comes to the barbecue, they come to the the Juneteenth cookout. Yeah, got we watermelon all chicken yeah. <laughs> The watermelon chicken's flowing, you yeah. know, it's extra crispy. You put yeah. mustard on the watermelon. Everything's living. You're looking sweet. good. Yeah, the kid's running around. Seedless. Yeah, you got that sweet, tangy, seedless combination with yeah. the mustard and the watermelon. You got Renivia. You got Ronnie. They're running around. Ronnie Sr.'s like, man, look at my kids, man. Yeah. Everything looks good. You don't know what it's like in the car when they go home, right. you know, so. Well, behind closed doors, you don't know what's going on. Absolutely. Right. So even those interviews, I mean, these are the people closest to the situation, mm -hmm. the neighbors and all that stuff, but you only know half the story yeah. at best yeah at best you know half the story the hillsbury county medical examiner's office conducted the autopsies of kenyatta Barron's uh cause of death and it was determined to be homicidal violence including blunt impact to the head mm -hmm. and shotgun wounds to the torso and mm. extremities wow and the manner of death was listed as homicide ronivia's cause of death was determined to be homicidal violence that included chop blade mm. and penetrative wounds so for people who aren't from who don't understand you can be attacked with a knife and those i'm i'm sure there may be other like adjectives to describe it but those are the manners in which you can a knife can be used to harm you yeah a blade slice a hacking or a chopping or penetrative stab yeah so it, it was all three i mean he just he just went at his own child with a knife and and, a, and an That's axe crazy. like a hatchet like a hatchet axe brutally his own child and it, not that her being on the autism spectrum and her being nonverbal makes it sadder, but it does kind of, you yeah. know, because you have she she needed you. And it's a child. You can't she can't defend herself. Yeah, it's a child. You know, it's a child. She's got she's got mental uh, health problems and you and you're supposed to be her protector. And he, he was the opposite of that. <clears throat> the lone survivor, little Ronnie was examined by the child protective the, the child protection team uh, and records reflect that the child sustained multiple stab wounds to his neck, mm. abdomen, chest and extremities meaning like his arms and yeah. his legs and stuff like that. And suffered burns on 30% of his body. Now mm. as a person I've not even I don't even know if you could put my burns into a percentage, but I burned my arm when I was 12 years old. It is third third degree burns uh I don't, I, it was one of the most painful things that ever happened in my life. And it's a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't, I mean, 30% of your body is, I can't even fathom it, but it's not just the burns. It's the procedures afterwards. Yeah. You got to treat the burns. You got to change your, you got to change your gauze and your skin is healing. So every, it's like every day is a new hell because you got to take off the old gauze and your skin has started to heal 
to the gauze. Oh, so now okay. it's dried. So you got to mm-hmm. peel the gauze away yeah. from your old wounds, redress them. And it's, it's this, it's this, it's this, this tenuous and very painful process that I couldn't imagine being like your whole, both your whole arms yeah. and your neck. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's awful. So, um, to light your house on fire with your kids inside of it is just a, a, a level of despicable. I, I mean, I can't even begin to imagine. And that's why I say like, initially you watch the video and you're like, what the fuck is this guy's, cr- this is crazy. I'm going to watch yeah. all nine minutes of this. And then when I went into finding out what happened, I was like, oh, fuck this guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You know? Uh, so uh, that's what happened to little Ronnie. But he survived. Ronnie Sr. had his parental rights terminated in December 2018. And little Ronnie, who I, be- who I believe, based on watching the trial, because he, he cross-examined his son. It's, it's crazy. The whole trial, this whole thing is crazy. But little Ronnie... I believe he has since changed his name mm. uh, because this was, this was going on three years ago now. Okay. I believe he has since changed his name. He was actually adopted by one of the officers who was on the scene that night. Oh, wow. It's actually kind of like a, a a little bright spot in a really tragic story. Yeah. Somebody that was on the scene that night, he didn't, ha- he didn't have anywhere else to go at the, at the time, so he took him in, mm. and then about a year into having taken him in, they adopted him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Um, yeah, so I believe he has since changed his name and he's been adopted by an officer who was on the scene that night. Um, that's kind of what did he change his name to? That I don't know because okay. they already they 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 redact in all the files and in the interview in, in the trial they're bleeping out his name, mm. but the, I can hear when they're saying Ronnie. Mm. So I, they're bleeping out Ronnie, but there was also an interview where they were saying so you changed your name and but at the time you were known as beep but i could oh, tell they were saying ronnie so yeah. i don't know what his name is now and if i did i wouldn't say it because they don't want people to know oh, yeah, mine too. yeah he's it. you don't see him yeah, yeah. i mean they're showing pictures of like facebook pictures and some news outlets are showing pictures others not aren't but in the trial he's um being um remotely okay uh telecommunicated in. he's not actually in the courtroom oh, okay got and the camera's below his head mm. so he's not his face is not being shown during the whole trial but there are pictures of him out there from other news outlets telling the story from a year ago telling the story during now showing like old facebook photos of him and his mom or whatever so yeah. you it's not like you can't find a picture of him but i don't think you can find a picture of him today mm. and i think his name has changed and i'm gonna respect that and this kid is has a long journey ahead of him a lot of therapy ahead yeah. of him and, and i hope he gets all the help that he needs from what i read he's been given all Whatever he needs Good. throughout this whole process, yeah. which is beautiful. I'm glad he changed his name. Keep that shit. Yeah, because that's a tough one, man. I mean, you got to carry that legacy. You know, that's 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 a tough. That's, one. Not even, that's the wrong word. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right it's word, but yeah. like it is though. Yeah, yeah. Bad, good or bad, that's the legacy. We met Melissa Moore at CrimeCon. Yeah. She was formerly Melissa, whatever the fuck the smiley face, the happy face killer's name is. Yeah. That's that's part of her legacy. Yeah. She can try to change it and make it what she wants. But when you Google the happy face killer, she's tied into that in some kind of way for the rest of her life. She's a part of the legacy. So fuck him. Change his name. Change your name. Don't be don't don't be Ronnie O'Neill the fourth. Fuck him. You don't you shouldn't have to live that for the rest of your life. And I respect that. You got to look at you already got to look at you got burns. You got you got you got mementos for the rest of your life of what your father did to you. Your sister's not alive anymore. Your mom's not alive anymore. You got burns on 30 percent of your body. I don't need to write your name every day too. Yeah. Cause that's what it is. Even it's your name, but it's his name. Yeah. Every day you got signed schoolwork, whatever. Ronnie O'Neill. No, fuck that. I'm changing that. That's, you know, no. 
Anyway, <clears throat> Ronnie O'Neill was arrested on May 20th, 2018 on several charges, including two counts of first-degree murder, uh, premeditated, first-degree murder with a weapon, first-degree arson, and resisting an officer without violence. Fast forward to 2021, and Ronnie O'Neill has gone viral while currently on trial for the murder of his family. He has gone viral because he is currently representing himself in his trial, and it has been absolutely insane so far. Let me give you a little taste, friend. You've seen it. Let me. I haven't seen it. Oh. Let me, let me watch it so I can. The evidence That's it. Going to show. The first thing he said. He's talking to the jury. That we are under some of the most vicious. He's rubbing his hands together. He's getting his thoughts together. Fabricating fictitious government you've ever seen. He keeps saying the evidence is going to show. But there is no evidence. That's that's enough. This is Florida. That's yeah. Ta- oh yeah. Of course. Of course. Uh, what's what's the crazy part is just for some context before you go into that. He's saying all of this. He has these. Uh, I don't know if people listening are familiar with uh, Kodak Black. Uh, also, a lot of kids in Florida. I think they call them jits. That's what they call. Uh, yeah, the, the Florida jits. The young kids have these locks that are like. You know, if people familiar with locks, you know, they're, you know, individual, long, they flow, whatever. They have, like, three locks that are, like, these big clumps. He looks like John. He looks like John Michael Basquiat, the the painter. So if anybody looks up Basquiat, the artist, he looks like that. But you can't look like that if you don't make money in some eccentric way. Art, music, whatever. You can't just, like, work at McDonald's with those those locks. Go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. Um, uh, what was I about to say? Uh, so the crazy thing is... Oh, the crazy thing is... <laughs> this guy was like... When this shit happens and it's like... This person has to go on trial or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I need a suit because I like... I don't have a suit. <laughs> and they get like this this big ass... Yeah. Uh, Berlin, got a Burlington <laughs> Coat Factory, men's warehouse. You know. <laughs> you got a men's warehouse suit. It's all big and baggy yeah, and like shit. A fi- a, you got a five for, a five for 300 yeah. suit. <laughs> You know, you got five suits for three hundred dollars. They're all That's different funny. shades of brown. And also, as we discussed off air, when after you know it was revealed that I was doing the story, it was like you can't have that suit on. Yeah. And those locks. No. It just. And I'm not trying to disrespect Haitian culture. I don't know if he's Haitian, but a lot of Haitians down in Florida, that's their hairstyle. Is okay. is the big locks that don't move. It's kind of like Lisa Simpson. Man. Or the uh, they people the doll in uh, Rugrats. Uh, yes, or yeah. Cynthia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like a it's a Cynthia, <laughs> synth, yeah, it's a Cynthia like hairstyle. Yeah, and to put on a suit and be like, I'm representing myself, ladies and gentlemen of the like trying to be professional and like yeah. uh, act like you don't look insane. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> you know, I think that locks are beautiful and and should be respected, and you should be able to exist in the workplace with those with with that hairstyle. That hairstyle is uh, is different, yeah. and it's unprof- <laughs> I don't think black it's hair is unprofessional, unprofessional, but that shit is That's unprofessional. If you are a white dude with those big clumpy, 
uh, white dude dreadlocks, which they have to just keep dirty and greasy. You got to do those for that. You got to do the same thing for that too. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, except they don't lock because yeah. the hair doesn't do that. So you just have I'm to. About, I'm ta- oh, you talking about? I'm talking, I'm talking about, about white dude dreads. Oh, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the. Uh, I'm talking about black people. The, oh yeah, the, it, the jits. Right? Yeah, yeah. You have to just let it, just let it go. Matted, get matted and yeah, crazy, yeah. and it's the same thing. But like white dude dreadlocks, I think are unprofessional. So it's not even a black hair thing. I think there's just some hairstyles that look insane. Yeah, and that guy. With that, also let me also make it clear because I've been watching every inch of this trial, and I'm, I'll have any questions you have if I can answer them. I'll have, I will. But he didn't. He got arrested. He had hair like me. Oh shit! He grew that in three years. In three years, damn. He grew that, and then knew he was going to represent himself in trial and kept, and it. kept it. And and his is different in the back. He got him. He got him and uh, going down. Oh yeah, in, it's like a back. mullet. It's got it's like a mullet in the bag. It's got separation. Oh, it's, it's crazy. He looks like he looks like Jean Michael Basquiat. He, if you look up Basquiat, the artist, he looks like he, he. But Basquiat was like this genius, revolutionary artist, changing things up. Fucking chaos, drug addict. You know, genius, visionary. Yeah. And this dude is just a nut. I don't know what he was doing before he got arrested for killing his whole family. I sure, I'm sure he wasn't creating visionary art or a music artist that was making incredible music. Or Does he have teeth? His front teeth? I don't know. Oh. That's a good. I can't answer that question. But here's <laughs> here's here's some of the craziest parts of the trial so yeah. far. He had he cross examined his son who he stabbed. Wow. And his argument is that there was evidence planted, and that his son is a liar. Wow. That's his defense. That my son, his testimony is a lie. And then his son gave his testimony again. And then he cross-examined his son and tried to nicely say, Hey man, did I hurt you that night? And he was like, yeah. He's like, I did. I guess it maybe in his mind, he was like, this is my son. He wouldn't betray me by telling me to my face that I hurt him, even though I did. So he asked, he said, I hurt you that night. How did I hurt you? He goes, you stabbed me just like that. And he wasn't trying to be dry and funny, but like it was dry and fu- it was like you stabbed me. That's that's what question? you. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. yeah, you you stabbed me. That's how that's how you hurt me. Um, so that was really fucking sad. He cross examined the guy who adopted him, the officer who was on the scene. He he cross examined him and he thanked him genuinely. He's like, I thank you for everything that you did and thank you for adopting my son. And it's like what? Yeah, you know. Um. He he cross examined his his arresting officer. Everybody's like, bro, it was you. Yeah. Everybody, it's like everybody is just kind of humoring him. But if you if you pan, they pan around the courtroom and it's like the office. Everybody's just kind of like doing eye rolls and being yeah. like, okay, I guess he's gonna go on like this for another twenty minutes. And then I think that the the coroner or somebody was up there, and they uh, the prosecutor asked him a question, and then they cut to him and. Or it was it was the it might have been the dispatcher, and he asked the he asked the dispatcher because what he's also claiming is I called the police first, mm-hmm. but but somehow the police records say that Kenyatta called the police first and then I called him afterwards, which is untrue. I called first and then she called, but the records don't say that. Yeah. So he asked the dispatcher or whoever maybe a, maybe it was a detective I can't remember, but somebody in police law enforcement yeah. from that night. He goes. Uh, do you see on the police logs where it says I called first? And the, the the guy on the stand was like, 
no, it doesn't say that anywhere. And he's like, huh, I wonder why. And then the, the, the judge is like, okay, let's, you're here to ask questions, not do weird yeah. inflections on things. And he's like, she's like, do you want to ask him anything else? He's like, he goes, I can tell he's been watching like Law and Order because yeah. he goes, I have no further questions at this time, Your Honor. And she goes, well, now's the time to ask because yeah. once he gets off the stand, it's over. So he's like, well, not really, but I'm done. And it's okay. like, uh, all right. Well, and then he got off the stand and it's like, so then that's over now. Yeah. I don't know if he knew that. But the crazy thing is, <laughs> it took so much work. They had to, they had to, they had to vet him so much because this is a double homicide trial. Yeah. They had to vet him to be sure. Do you understand that you're the death penalties on the table? You want to represent yourself. We need to like pass you through all these things to make sure you're cognizant and like aware of the pro yeah. the consequences. So he passed all these tests. So as crazy as that opening statement was, he's been vetted. The judge like wanted to make sure without a doubt he understands what he's doing that he has to defend himself in this trial. So that's 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 justifying why he's not crazy? Yes. He's and, crazy. But here's the thing, right? Sure. I get all that. Sure. Okay. He's crazy and, mm -hmm. right? Because another part that they're pointing out is that because he is his rep he is his representation, yeah. he is his defense lawyer. They he doesn't have to take the stand. Okay. So he doesn't have to take the stand and get interrogated. Yeah. And it's they're saying it seems like he knows that because he's not going to get on that stand. I doubt it. And if he was if he had a lawyer, mm -hmm. They, he's in play as a witness. They could they could ask him to be on the stand and they could cross-examine him. But because he's in court as his own representation, he does not have to take the stand. So because of that and because of the extraneous links that they had to go through to approve him to represent himself in the trial, they're like, this guy has some, he has some like recognition of what he's doing and what he did. And you believe that? I do believe that and I believe he's a nutbag. I think both no, things. No. I think both things can be possible. No, no, no. Do you believe that he's some in, master plan? He's he's informed enough to go. Not saying he's intelligent. He's informed enough to, to go. If I represent myself, I don't have to get on the stand. You're telling me 100. percent You believe that he knows that. Look, man. You no in, way in hell. You're, he doesn't you're, know you're, that. You're, you're, in, you're in prison. That's just a All coincidence. You have to do is time. That's just a coincidence. You're talking to other people who've done been through the system. That's you could learn things in prison. That's is what I'm saying. Mm -mm. That's a coincidence. I don't. My point is, I don't know, right? I don't know. Okay, it's possible. It's not okay. impossible. You can, you can, you can, you can be in the middle of this, but I'm not. <laughs> you can go. Eh, both, I'm not playing both sides. So that what do you think? You think he's just as you think he's just crazy and just is up there. He is up there just talking yeah. crazy. Did you, is, you see Martin? Yeah. When he represented himself, I did. Yes. He was nutty doing that. Doing that. Uh, that bit that he was doing. But so you're saying there is no line of logic? No, absolutely. So what do you think the process of them vetting him to make sure he could represent himself was? That he's competent? I mean, that's not... I don't... You know, you're saying that's not a high bar. No. Like, it's like, can you talk? Can you talk? Do you can know you what you know, did? Do you know what you did? Do you know... Come on, man. Okay, fair. That's fair. Because I don't know what I don't know what the vetting process Me was. Me either. But I'm sure it's just like, do you know what you did? Do you know your name? All kinds of shit. You know what day it is? Or yeah. shit like that. And yeah. Like, yeah. All right, I want to represent myself fine. But there's no master plan of him. I don't have to give this... They know he did it. I mean, what's the... I mean, well, what understand. they're what they're saying basically what he's what he's um I think what he basically without knowing probably what it is is I think his claim is 
like habeas corpus. Like they didn't do all, there was some funny business within my arrest. And so you got to throw the whole thing out is what his, I think that's his defense. Basically. He's saying there was evidence planted, uh, they, that my son is a liar. <laughs> my son who I stabbed and lit on fire yeah. is a liar. Yeah. And, um, the call logs from the dispatch are wrong. Are wrong. So there's some funny business happening. Therefore, you got to just throw the whole thing out. That's crazy, man. That's his defense, essentially. And there will be more to come. The trial is still happening. I don't know how. If it, for me, honestly, that's as it. it. The first, that, first of all, what I played for you, that's a 57-minute video. Mm. I, he doesn't talk for the whole 57 minutes, but he talks for a good 25 of it. And he just keeps saying, and the evidence will, sh- there is no evidence. Any evidence that's in this trial is, is against him. And it's him. And yeah. the fucking is no man. So I don't dude, know what man, evidence nah. he's talking about. That dude's a nut bag. He is man. a nut bag. He is a big old bag of nuts. Um, but I think it is possible that he he can be a nut bag and also know some things that being your own defense might allow you to be able to circumvent. Wow, watching Law and Order? Absolutely not. But no, I'm telling you, watching Law and Order, talking to other criminals within the system who tell you, yeah, man, you know that if you plead, uh, it's like that thing where it's like if you go to prison on a drug offense, right? Let's say you're a drug addict and you go to prison and you talk to another drug addict and they go, if you go in there and say you want to do rehab, you don't go to prison or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Or you're a drug dealer. They caught you with the eighth on you. They go plead guilty and just tell them it was yours for personal use. As opposed to pleading guilty as a drug dealer. But what would, but what would the, what is the end? I don't understand. What is it? Eh, he gets. Maybe he doesn't get that penalty. The death penalty is on the table. Okay, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, no. that's the best he can hope for. Maybe he thinks he can beat it. He might be a, that much of a narcissist, that much of a sociopath that he's like Crazy. that. He 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 could have because if you watch it, it's really it's really sad. Honestly, it's not sad because the because the son great composure. The son has incredible composure. And he even, the dad even goes like, hey, Ronnie, man, it's good to see you. He goes, it's good to see you too, you know, which like hurt me to see that, because that, it's like it's your dad, no matter how awful he, what he did to you was, it's like yeah. you still have this kind of respect and he said something to you, so you say it back to him. And I think that he really thought the arrogance in him was like, my son's not, my son's going to have my back. He's going to lie for me yeah. and change his statement when I talk to him. I think he really thought that. I think he thought that too because he's crazy. Sure, I think that he's crazy, and I also think that it's possible no, that he I'm knew. Not giving him that. He knew. Oh, if I don't take the stand, I'm not. They they can't get me to say something that's going to make me look more guilty than I already am. Yeah. So I can dig myself in less of a hole by representing myself than having somebody represent me, and then I get caught up on that stand, and I start talking about how I was going to try to convert the whole family to Islam, and she's a white demon, and. Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronivia is this, and I had to expel the demon or whatever shit. When he maybe he was like, if I go into my reasons, they're gonna send me up the river. Also, I've also done some research as well that um, it's almost it's obvious, but I guess I should have known this the whole time. But to hear it in some of these psychological videos that I watch on YouTube, they it's like um, it was a good point I never even thought of that was like a lot of times when people try to play the mental health card mm-hmm. and get sent to. Uh, mental hospital instead of prison those conditions are so much worse than prison a lot of times that it's not like you're getting off and I think I had this mentality of like oh man he's gonna play uh, not guilty because criminal I mean because of uh, mental insanity or whatever the you know what I'm saying whatever the proper term is and so he gets to eat jello all day and 
look out a window and wear pajamas. And it's like, no, that's not a cakewalk being in a mental health. Prison. I never thought of it. I just thought when they do that, it's just it's just um, a lesser sentence. I didn't. But there are people who think that, oh, I'll play the insanity. I'll play, I'll play the insanity thing up. And then that's I'll way better than better. going to prison. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. I, just I did. Was, um, I thought it was like getting off scot-free kind of, hmm. you know. And then, like you said, a lesser sentence. Not only a lesser sentence, but a lesser sentence and at a hospital. In I my mind, thought, yeah, I, I didn't. In my mind, a hospital is like there's a TV hanging from the wall. You get Jello, and you get the no, like, big windows. Be, you be in one of those uh, the padded cells or like padded cell? Yeah, true. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. So that was news to me. But uh, yeah, are there any? The, the trial is still ongoing. If there's any questions that you have, like I said, Ronnie Junior is has testified. Uh, Ronnie senior is defending himself yeah. and they've called all kind of witnesses as far as like the detectives you know um dispatchers neighbors mm -hmm. so if there's any questions that you I don't have any questions it's just uh, I recommend you it's very entertaining yeah. I'm happening? a bit annoyed because I feel like <laughs> I I'm, I'm annoyed because what he did is like you know that's his that's his child and yeah, was his family and it was like but for, for to be given him to be like Oh, you know, he had a whole plan. Like, no. Well, I'm I not, mean, they're not saying it with, like, like reverence, though. That's how you said it, though. That's not If that's how it came off, that wasn't what I was trying to yeah. do. I was just saying that if we're if we're going to say, oh, just, man, I'm this dude's I'm just not giving this him. Dude's, this I'm dude's not giving him that. I don't want to give him that much credit, I think, is the problem. But I don't. My, I was saying it not to give him credit. I was saying it to say, let's not just write this dude off as crazy. And then that excuses his behavior in some kind of way because, oh, he's crazy. Well, what's wrong with that, though? Because if because if he's cognizant of his defense and within his trial, then that means that this was a premeditated murder. This was not some dude who snapped and then he's not culpable for killing his family. It it, it it's a domino effect. If you're saying, oh, look at him in this in this clip of him in the, during his trial defending himself, what a crazy crazy guy. Then that's like, oh, then he was crazy when he killed his family. And then if you go, if you come, if if he had a if he had a lawyer, he wasn't defending himself. A lawyer might be able to go. This man, as we've seen, I showed you five testimonials from family members, neighbors, friends who mm -hmm. say they never saw anything wrong. The Juneteenth barbecue was wonderful. Fried <laughs> chicken and watermelon was for everybody. Yeah, Ronivia, little Ronnie. Uh, everybody, Ronnie, Senior, everybody was having a great time. Kenyatta, and all of a sudden, he kills his whole family. This man must have went through some kind of psychotic break, and I don't think he's culpable for killing his family. I think that he lost his mind, and he's in the midst, and still is in the midst of a psychotic break, and that's not the Ronnie who loved his kids in that courtroom right now. He's, so he's going through some things. So he's still not as crazy? Opposed to, oh, okay. As opposed to... Yeah, man, I'm gonna go represent myself, and then they can't put me on the stand, and then they can't no. get me for this, That's that, and the third. And then that takes though. you back, but then that takes you back to that night, and it's like, okay, so did he kill his? He killed his family, and then tried to burn the house down to get rid of the evidence, as opposed to just some crazy dude who was like, "Oh, I'm crazy, killed my family, burned the house down, demons." Yes, but yes, but don't you think that you have to look at the angle of it's possible that he just. Didn't want to be in a, a a parent anymore and tried to burn his house down to get rid of the evidence of his family and maybe thought that, that Ronnie Jr. was dead in the back and tried to burn the whole house down and get away with it as opposed to just being like, well, he's crazy. So case closed. Nah. Le le he, he's legally not responsible because he's insane. 
life life in a mental health facility as opposed to some diabolical shit that was calculated. Nah, I ain't giving him that. I'm just I'm not saying I'm giving it to him. I'm just saying that's an angle and you got to look at it. That's all I'm saying. I want to look at. I it. didn't mean for it to come across like I was like, yo, this dude's nah, a fucking genius, nah, 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 man. Nah, nah. But he no, was but saying he had a plant, and I just I'm just not I'm not I'm not I don't want to give him that much credit. I'm not going to. And he's not Ted Bundy, so. Wait, uh, why is Ted Bundy the fucking? That, but, he shouldn't be the fucking pinnacle. I understand Ted Bundy did some some slick shit, but there's other guys that that did some shit that he, you know, that caught people off guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, why but, is it like? What if Ted Bundy wasn't a lot of the shit that people think was like? Oh, this was calculated. What if he just was just doing some crazy shit? But he but did, because he's seventeen movies about him. But he did we just go himself. oh. But he was charming, persuasive, and he was yeah, smart, he intelligent. Have, he didn't have, what? He, he didn't have uh, Cynthia braids. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. to suit, good looking guy. Yeah. Man, what? His his representation. His, if you say that about him, I'll go, uh, all right, then yeah, uh, you yeah. got me. Okay. That makes right. sense. Okay. Okay. So his representation came off a lot smoother than Ronnie O'Neill. Absolutely. Yeah, Ronnie O'Neill. His opening statement was, he went off. the evidence is going to. And me, you go, um. He's guilty. I'm, I'm, he was I'm, talking to the jury, too. Yeah, I'm checked out. If I'm on the jury, that's and that's... He, first of all, he was sitting there with rubbing his hands together for like 30 like, seconds, oh, not saying anything. I'm like, oh, he's about to, He's powering up. <laughs> and then his opening statement is, the evidence! I'm like, guilty. All right, we're yep. going to write it down right there. Yeah, go ahead and pass this down. Hey, man, go oh ahead and pass God, this yeah. down. Put that in the hat. Yeah. Put that in the, uh, the verdict hat. A- after that point, is this is entertainment. Yeah, like, yeah, I already know. <laughs> I'm putting guilty on this piece of paper right here. But proceed. Go get your shit off. Yeah. You know? But on a serious note, though, it was very sad that Ronnie Jr. had to get, uh, you know, telecommunicated in and face his father who did it. It it was rough, man. man. Uh, 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 An expert in criminal law came on and was like, you could go through millions of trials all around the world, the history of trials. You'll see this like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of percent of the time. Somebody trying to represent themselves? Somebody representing themselves and then having to cross-examine the son who they attempted to murder and it's a it's a homicide trial for the death penalty. All of the things together, it's like we may this has may have never happened ever. This probably has never happened. And then it's for still not over. Ask, like, oh, what who I hurt you? Like that is you. You you stabbed me. That's why. And you you hacked. I saw you kill my sister. He says that he. Had, it's really sad. He said I watched him hack at my sister with an axe. I saw her eyes roll back in her head, and I saw her die. That's terrifying, man. You know. Oh, uh, it's absolutely you'll never. I've never seen anything like this, and it may have never. It may have never happened before. Cross examining the son that you attempted to kill in the trial, in your trial where you're representing yourself, yeah, with those dreads, all of it in that big ass suit. Yeah, yeah I was big, like, yeah, it's all not. I got fucking not tailored. I had jail slippers on. Oh man, yeah, yeah. It, 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 all of it is absolutely insane. He probably thought the hairstyle made him. He's like, oh, I'm gonna grow these out. Yeah, so I'm gonna look. He might have went and got him fluffed. Yeah. That might have been the peak way that hairstyle can look. Yeah. That might have been the formal version of the Zolocks. He he grew out on purpose. He was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be ready for He court. didn't have those. Again. That's crazy. He was arrested. He had like a, a two, like a crew cut. Mm. He had a short he haircut. Just, he just grew He out. grew that in the last, since 2018. He's grown that. He he thought that would be a good look for it's him. Complete the look. Yeah. Yeah. Of crazy. Yeah, it did. It definitely did. It completed the you look just of get crazy. A big suit. Yeah, I don't have. Any, I don't have my front teeth. His teeth. I don't think he has front teeth. He might not, because I didn't see him. You know who? The only guy who makes that look good, and it's just because he's like a good-looking guy, and he's fucking six foot three and cool. in shape. Brandon Marshall. 
Football Brandon, player. Yeah. Oh, okay. Brandon Marshall has like he three. Has he has like three. Oh, yeah, he does. He has he like does. three locks. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's from Florida. Oh, what's his name had it too? Uh, DeAndre. Um, no. Um, Chris Johnson had him. Chris back. Johnson. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, but I don't know if he, 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 I don't know if he looked good doing it. Brandon Marshall's on TV every day. He's got a good jawline. And he, yeah, yeah. he's got like a, he's faded the side. It, it, there's ways to make it look like, okay, it's like a, it's, it's a style. style. But you but just you, him out? Yeah. Like you got one at the top. And the, what's name shit was like that? Ooh. Weekend shit was like that. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. The we, and he looked crazy. Yes. So it's not a colorist thing. Like, I'm not it saying. Was like, it was a photo of him like with a fan <laughs> behind his head. And it was, it was like, he had like yeah. he has a fan. I just want to make sure I'm not coming across as like, man, black people hairstyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. cut your hair and just cut it and be, have it's, a. It's uh, the way you grow it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's all about how you present it. Thank you for bringing. I forgot the weekend used to look yeah, with yeah. that dumb haircut. <laughs> it's a and that's why somebody I'm, probably told him like, "Hey man, you guys, you have to cut." Yeah, that. look, I know you make it, you're making hits. Like you're making hits despite having that dumb haircut. It don't you, match, but you got to cut that it shit off, match. man. Yeah, you're trying to sound like Michael Jackson, and you look match. crazy, man. Cut that shit off, and then he did. Yeah, you know. Um. So, uh, and again, if you if you're listening to this and you had that hairstyle, man, more cut power it. to you, man. But like, you what you you think that if you had an accountant firm. People, if I, if I, if I was looking for an accountant and yeah. I walked into your accountant firm yeah. and you had your hair looking like how Ronnie O'Neal's hair looked, yeah. the meeting would not last oh. very, I don't even, I'd be like, I you know what, never mind, I don't even need to have, yeah. hear your pitch yeah. for That's why it. you should be my accountant, I'm going to go, you know, yep. and I, and I just want to make it clear again, my stance on this is different from traditional locks, <laughs> yeah. I think traditional locks are beautiful, are beautiful. Yes. They're, they're beautiful, that shit looks Wild, <laughs> especially how Ronnie O'Neal's doing yeah. it. His shit, I never even seen his shit. He <laughs> got like layered. Oh man, it's crazy, bro. It's like it's got it's like a little baby one behind his ear. It's great. You gotta people, please look up Ronnie O'Neal on YouTube. The whole video yeah. is crazy. Also, let me just put out a, another. <laughs> uh, I want to put out one more disclaimer before okay. we get to the good vibes because yeah. my story's over. First of all, rest in peace to Kenyatta Baron. Yes, rest in it. peace to rest in peace to Ron Evia and um, prayers to to little Ronnie and whatever he goes by. I hope he'll be able to move forward. Yeah, white people who listen to this podcast, I'm not inviting y'all to be like, man, yeah, his hair was crazy. Don't don't. I'm not responsible for any shit you get <laughs> trying to talk to me or friend on social media making fun of black hair, yeah. and then somebody comes and, and reads you for filth. That's not on me. I'm gonna. I'm fine with dealing with. I can defend my stances. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But don't be somebody thinking, "Oh, I know Alvin and Fran. Like I listen to the podcast. So yeah, man, Ronnie O'Neal, his hair was a mess. He needs to cut that raggedy shit off. If somebody <laughs> comes and sees you say that, that's on you. Yeah, I'm not coming and and defending that. Yeah, because that's I'm not gonna be the dude yeah. defending white people. Getting in black people's business. Is it an ugly hairstyle? Absolutely. Yeah, but you, hey, yeah. you mind your business though. Yeah. Is it fucking crazy keep looking? It to yourself. Just yeah, you just it think yourself. it. Go look at it, think <laughs> yeah. it, and don't write it anywhere and no. tag me in it. No. Everything we said, you can agree. Go watch the video. Go, man, yeah, that hair is crazy. It's ugly, yeah. Don't that's it. don't tell me shit yeah. on social media. Don't write me and tag me and anything. Cause that's gonna be when you get approached, that's your business. <laughs> So that's my last disclaimer. Don't tag me in some shit about <laughs> pictures of Cynthia dolls yeah. and shit like that. Don't do it. Yeah. Leave me out of the mess and keep yourself out of the mess and mind yours. And with that being said, we're going to get into these good vibes. Good, 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 good vibration. Good, 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 good
All right, Fran. Uh, who goes first? Me? Okay, cool. All right, so I actually have a really uh, interesting interest, interesting read that I, I, I think is interesting and I also think will be an interesting little experiment to do as well at the end. So uh, just prepare yourself. So, Fran, uh, my Good Vibes story is uh, just a little science-y kind of story about, you know, uh, head, the headline is, that song stuck in your head is helping with long-term, helping, your, helping the brain with long-term memory, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've watched TV since the 1990s, uh, the sitcom theme song, I'll Be There For You, has likely been stuck in your head at one point or another. That's the Friends theme song. I know it. I don't listen to Fr- I don't watch Friends, but I do know the theme song. It's stuck in my head. Uh, new research from UC Davis suggests these experiences are more than a passing, nu- uh, passing nuance. They play an important role in helping memories form. Not only for the song, but also related life events like hanging out with friends or watching other people hang with friends on the 90s television show Friends. <laughs> Uh, scientists have known for some time that music evokes autobiographical memories and that those are among the emotional experiences with music that people cherish most. This is according to Peter Janata, UC Davis professor of psychology and author uh, on the new study. What hasn't been understood to date is how those memories form in the first place and how they become so durable such that just hearing a bit of a song can trigger vivid uh, remembering. The paper, Spontaneous Mental Replay of Music Improves Memory for Incidentally Associated Event Knowledge. Jesus Christ, that's the title. Oh, shit. Uh, was published online in the Journal of Experimental Psychology. Uh, this new research offers an initial glimpse into these mechanisms and somewhat surprisingly finds that the song that gets stuck in your head helped the process of uh, strengthening memories as they first form, according to the author. Thus... This is the first research to link two of the most common phenomenon people experience with music. Earworms, or having a song stuck in your head, and music-evoked remembering. So basically, like, you hear a song, and it's like, oh, it takes me, that takes me back to 1999, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, for, their last, for their latest study, the researchers worked with 25 to 31 different people in each of three experiments over three different days, spaced weeks apart. Subjects first listened to unfamiliar music, and then a week later, listen to the music again, this time paired with likewise unfamiliar movie clips. In one instance, movies were played without music. The research subjects, all UC Davis undergraduates and graduate students, were subsequently asked to remember as many details as they could from each movie as, they, as the music played. They were also quizzed about their recollection of the associated tunes and how often they experienced each of the tunes as an earworm. None of them had formal music training. The more the tune played, the more accurate the memory. The results, the results were the more often the tune played in a person's head, the more accurate the memory for the tune became. Mm. And critically, the more details the person remembered from the specific section of the movie with, with which the tune was paired. So basically, like, the song got stuck in your head, so what you saw got stuck in your head. Yeah. With only one week between when they saw the movie and when they were asked to remember as many details from the movie as they could while listening to the movie soundtrack, the effect of repeatedly experiencing a tune from the soundtrack as an earworm resulted in near-perfect retention of the movie details. Hmm. These people's memories, in fact, were as good as when they, when they had first seen the movie. Additionally, most subjects were able to report what they were typically doing when, they, when their earworm occurred. And none of them mentioned the associated movies coming to mind at those times. This is a quote. 
It says, uh, our paper shows that even if you are playing that song in your mind and not pulling up details of memory explicitly, that it is still going to help solidify those memories. We typically think of earworms as random nuance body, uh, random nuance beyond our control. But our results show that earworms are naturally occurring memory process that helps preserve recent experiences and long-term memory. So uh, the experiment that I actually wanted to do was, I'm going to play a beat. Okay. And I'm going to recite the whole verse. I don't know the last time I recited the verse. And then I want you to think of a song that you know you can uh, recite a, the ver a verse from, from just hearing the instrumental. And then I want you to tell me the memory that is associated with that song. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to go first. So okay. you got some time, to, you know what I'm saying? Get your mind so right. So I, I got to think of a song that I can just hear the that instrumental. That you just hear the instrumental. Don't let, let it be some time ago. Time ago. Don't think of a, a song, like a new song. A new song? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be 20 years ago. Let okay. me do my example and then I'll okay, show. Okay, so here we go, right? Here's my, here's my example. Easy one. Easy one. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Mike Jones. Shout out to Mike Jones. Okay, here we go. Beats about to drop. Okay. Four foes, I'm tipping. Wood grain, I'm sipping. Catch me lane switching with the paint dripping. Turn your neck and your day ain't missing. Me and Slim, we ain't tripping. I'm finger flipping and syrup sipping. Like do or die, I'm pole pipping. Car stop, rims tip, spit. I'm spipping drops with invisible tops. Hose bobble, my drop step out. I'm shaking the block with the 418s. Candy green with the leather screens. My gasoline, I weigh supreme. Got dirt on the brim with the paint of lean. It takes grinding to be a king. Don't think, don't get coming. Who is Mike Jones coming? Slab shining with the grilling woman. Slab shining with the grilling woman. I'm Mike Jones. Mike Jones, the one and only. You can't clone me. Got a lot of haters and a lot of homies. <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's enough. I, I, I remember more than that. But uh, I know the whole song. But yeah. uh, that memory, we we learned that song the first time I spent the night at your house. Yeah. Uh, so that that memory of that song that it always takes me back to that because because it's like those two they coincide with each other me learning that verse it was like we like listen to it over and over yeah. again it's like oh, okay we're gonna catch it this time we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna and drift visible tops like and then eventually by the end of the night we have figured it out so that is uh that's a song where it's like i know the verse the verse takes me back to a memory and that's that's almost 20 years ago. i mean that's i mean that's i mean 12 years old that's that's uh, like f over 15 years ago that that was. And that's, it's as vivid. When I hear that song, that memory is as vivid as like it happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. So that's my example. Did that give you time? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Mine would be um, Plies. Plies? Yeah. Which song? Shouty. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember a lot of the words, though. <laughs> but you, you I gotta, don't remember. You I gotta just, try. I just know the hook. I, that's all I, I remember. Okay, well, it starts with the hook. Okay. It starts with the hook. Okay. Classic. Yeah, you get Can you find the beat? Yeah, I can find it. Okay, all right. Even though I'm not your man, you're not my girl, I'ma call you my shouty. That's all I remember. That's all I remember. That's all you remember? Yeah. So what does that take you back to, specifically? Oh, man. Uh, this was like, what were we, 30? 30? Almost? We were 30? 30 years yeah, old? Yeah, yeah, This is about 15 years ago. Okay. And we were out. I don't know where we were coming from, but we were out. You just got a new phone. Okay. And you oh, had this might that, have been the blackjack. And you had that as your ringtone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, had this, your ring this tone. is the blackjack. And we were out walking, uh -huh. and you just played it. I was like, oh, this shit is fire. Yeah, and I remember. Is, <laughs> who was this? I remember this. I was like, that shit was fire. And that's when T 
T Pain was out. Uh huh. And we, we thought it was T, we thought it was T Pain's. I th- I thought it was T Pain's song. Got it. And then I remember we was out walking. We was just. We was walk, it was a group of us. We was yeah. walking somewhere, and this is when you was playing music on your phone. This is when people would do that. I mean, I'm sure people still do that, but yeah. you just like play it out loud to play the world. Play it out loud. And yeah. I was like, oh, what's this? <laughs> so it was fire, and I remember I had, I, I remember I had my side. I had the sidekick then, and we master. I had the sidekick, and we went. I do remember we went over somebody's house. Okay, we played. Um, uh, t- uh, spin the bottle. We played spin the oh, bottle that yeah, night, and I we was running around doing something, and I dropped my phone and it had scratches on yeah, it. Yeah, I okay, never yeah, forget. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's okay. what I, that and that songs bring me back to that memory. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, yeah. So that was my good vibes. I thought that was an interesting, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, I thought that was an interesting, like, um, analysis of yeah, yeah, yeah. music. So uh, back to you. Oh girl, the vibes are coming back your way. Yeah. Uh, so mine is on Friday, June eleventh. A 56-year-old uh, Wellfleet, Massachusetts resident, Michael Packard, wasn't fleeing the wrath of the Lord when he dove into the waters of Provincetown's Herring Cove Beach. He was diving for lobster. But in a but in straight in a straight out of Jaws scenario, like Jonah before him, in one oh. fell swoop, Packard found himself seemingly in the belly of the beast. Yeah. A humpback whale's mouth. All of a sudden, I felt uh, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, I was it was completely it was completely black. Mm-hmm. I could sense I was moving, and I could feel the whale squeezing with his muscles of his mouth. Packard's first terrifying thought as he strangled as he struggled in the darkness was that he'd been scarfed down by a great white shark. You would know. Yeah, you would know. Your arms <laughs> you would, would be off of you, and a, a great white shark is not eating you in one bite. No, no, no. You would know. Yeah. Uh, so he thought he was scarfed down by a great white shark. While he did it. While it didn't take him long to realize, um, in which he was uncomfort- uncomfortably lodged, belong- belonged to a whale rather than a toothy shark. His prospects of s- his prospects of survival still didn't look good. Mm-hmm. So, as panic as Packard was, the whale was more than a little distressed as well. A humpback's usual diet consists of fish, krill, and other small marine mar- animals. Mm-hmm. Cumbersome humans are definitely not in their preferred menu. Yeah. According to the according to marine bi- biologists, the most likely explanation for uh, the feeding was that the medium-sized humpback dining in a school of sand lances on the ocean floor whilst moving um, with great momentum unintentionally vacuumed up the, the stunned commercial diver along with his mm-hmm. uh, along with his morning meal. Yeah, and he said basically uh, they basically open their mouth through just ninety scoop. degrees yeah, and kind of whatever. unlock their jaw and have and have it drop down and they just like go yep. and do a school of fish and just yep. whatever's there they just take it in mouth and said um, the water off the cape is pretty murky and when the whales are doing these feeds they're moving really fast and this was just an accident and I imagine the whale had this oh my goodness you know what the fuck yeah is all these krill kicking me and <laughs> yeah. screaming uh, and probably got rid of him quickly so he said that the whole thing took maybe less than a minute mm-hmm. and the whale realized and like just spit him out eventually yeah. at some point and uh, he was just saying he thought he was he thought it was done that yeah was it. He, and he said the only thing he could think about was his boys who are 12 and 15 years old mm-hmm. at that point that's he thought he was done I, I I have seen this story. I found it kind of unbelievable, but hey, man, if that if he says that's what happened, that's what happened. Oh, no, if that if that happens, I've never heard of it. Yeah, me. That's why I was like, this is this guy is trying to be on TV, but uh, you know, I don't know what reason does he have to that's lie, crazy. right? You got eaten by a whale, you know. What what, what could you think but that would turn? What's into? bigger than a humpback whale, though? A 
think a beluga whale's bigger. A beluga whale's bigger. Nah, I think that makes I could more be sense. wrong. I think I, I could be wrong. I'm not like a whale expert. That makes biggest whale. Sense. Maybe a sperm yeah. whale. Maybe sperm was the biggest whale. Type in what's the biggest whale? Yes, yeah, what it is. The blue whale. Blue whale. The blue whale. Blue whale's the biggest whale. whale. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what he said. Got him. Eight feet in length. Oh, four hundred thousand pounds. He said that four hundred thousand pounds. Yes, that's, that's approximately thirty-three elephants. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's what he said. Got him. No, he said a, a, a humpback whale. Oh, a humpback whale got him. Okay. How big is a humpback whale typically? Uh, let's see. Yeah. How big is a Google? How big is a humpback whale? Ninety feet, four four hundred forty thousand pounds. It's almost double. It's like the long, the biggest one is fifty nine feet. That's still fucking huge. <laughs> I mean, I'm five eight yeah. with some change on the on the end of that, so he could fit like like seven of me down, like in a line. Yeah, yeah, just go sloop me up like a like a noodles. Yeah. So yeah, no, he it's definitely room in there for a guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Shout out to that guy, man. I'm sure he's telling the truth. I don't, you know, whatever. It's crazy stories like Pinocchio. Oh, they're small. Orca whales. Orca whales. Like killer whales. The same thing as a killer whale. Oh no, that's the free willy. The black and yeah, white ones. The black and white. That's ones. not what we saw. We saw something. Well, I put an orca and it came up with a killer whale. That's not what I meant then. Oh, okay. That's not what we saw. All we right. saw some shit. A beluga. Might maybe a beluga whale. Don't whatever no. swims in Mexico. No, the beluga whales are like the, the prettiest looking. No, no, they all These clean. Are, they yeah, got no. the big hump in the front. No, 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 yeah, no. Those, those yeah. ones look like dolphins, kind of. No, that's yeah, not what clean. we saw. We oh, saw yeah. ones that had barnacles and stuff on them. I don't, I don't want to get, I don't, I, you know, I didn't pay a, the most attention while the guy was talking because it was whales and shit. Yeah, I was distracted. But they were, they were, it was beautiful and majestic, and you know, they got stepfathers like the the guys that want to, the guys that want to clap the whales. They oh were, yeah, Mexico. Yeah. The guys that want the the guy whales that want to clap the mother whales, mm -hmm. they'll escort escort them to their destination to keep them safe, mm -hmm. in hopes that the female whale will let her clap, will let him clap when he when she puts her son to bed. So it's it's very mm -hmm. like you know some real scumbaggy type of you know preying on single mothers type of shit going on in the whale community. Yeah. But um, it's noble though because they are they are guiding them to safety in hopes of they'll let me you know take them to bed hmm. so it's like you know i'll be your stepdad for the weekend type of thing um but like i said it's, might have been humpback whale you saw it might have been humpback it really might have been i, I can't the ones that got the shit all on them yeah so it might have been humpback whale but um yeah man good vibes uh you know i hope you guys enjoy the patreon content and, and are enjoying the patreon content you know yeah. we, we worked really hard in austin texas and we wanted to make sure we got you guys something uh fran well how's it been since you've been back man like you know you know like you it's said, been, it's, it's, it's been it's been an been, adjustment, you know. Yeah, man, yeah. it was because um, it was it was a, a different time. it was a different lifestyle. It, it was a different lifestyle. It was fun, you know. A lot of people that listen to the podcast know we've been best friends for a very long time. Mm -hmm. That trip to Austin, Texas, was like before Sophie and Max type of yeah yeah. It was a throwback thing. It, yeah, was, it was like it was a throwback. We used to that was like people, I know somebody said it was like. They they saw the video you put up of we was just laughing at a video mm -hmm. yeah, that yeah, was yeah. something we used to do every every yeah. night yeah. and it was like doing hour it was just a, it was a flashback and it was like it was such a great time man it Classic was time, I had man. so much fun Blast. but yeah man it's been coming back it's been rough man <laughs> it's definitely been rough the the, the first day I had to go to work I was like I don't want to fucking quit this I was like, I was like why can't I fucking be the like, this shit is why can't I be the captain <laughs> like like the captain from that's Chicago, what I think bro. that's all I think about. <laughs> I was like, this shit is. I have I to. Sh I, I I hope this is not getting too personal. Yeah, because I don't want to. I don't. It's not like a bad story or anything like that. But the way when he bought us drinks. Yeah. The 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 what he said, I was like, 
I think he just flexed on me. It was like cool. It wasn't yeah. like it, he was like it, he said something to the effect of like, bro, let let's because I was like, no, no, it's because you know I'm trying, you know, it's a it's a networking event. I'm like, right. no, 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 bro, first rounds on me. Like, yeah, let me, I got you. Let me let me buy the Jameson whatever green tea shot. I got you. Put you put you while your money's no good here. He was like, bro, I gotta grab that drink too, man. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Jameson, Jameson and, and green, green tea, tea. Okay. but it's like a green tea liqueur. But anyway, I digress. So he goes, bro, man, listen, I work at Sirius Satellite, man. Let Howard Stern buy you a drink. <laughs> and I was like, the way he said it was like, oh, damn, this dude's living. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I got to go back. But what it did was I, 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 he actually, I, asked, I soaked up a lot of game from him in that conversation. He yeah. told me some really cool things that I'm going to try to implement into the podcast. And I also, it also motivated me to be like, bro, this could, I want to do this. Yeah. Like I was like, I want to be paid to hang out with my friend yeah. and 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 break break stories and tell people's stories and get people justice and 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 travel the country. I was like I want to fucking do that. Yeah. Do live shows, meet these awesome people that support our podcast. I want that to be my life. So when you come back on that fucking Wednesday back to regular life after we've been fucking shooting rough, content man. and being in the hotel in Austin, Texas and flights and that first kind of like Back to reality. Co-worker. You see oh, you're like uh, the co-worker. It's like, how was your trip, man? Now that you're back to regular life. I had a life. great time. I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to yeah. me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I was like, that's how I felt for like three days. Like, don't it was rough, man. talk to me. It was so rough. I don't even want to be here. I'm going home early today. Like, that was like the first three days of me being there. And now I'm in this mode of like, okay, this is what we do. But- in order to be where, but I know I have a map. Yeah, from talking to Stephanie Harlow, from talking to the captain, from talking to so many people, man. Um, I'm like, this is the map, and if I follow this map, maybe I won't quit my job, but this can be a big part of what uh, my quote unquote job is yeah. for me and my friend. And this yeah. could be a, this could not be just some like some flash in the pan moment. This could be a part of our life. So I really walked away with that with a new motivation and I'm, I'm, I'm invigorated and I want to have the YouTube channel jumping and I want to yeah. fucking, I want to just do it all. I want to make content. That's what I want to do. So that's why this video, hopefully the video is still recording. That's why this video, that's why this we're shooting the videos and see how people feel about that. Yeah. And just, I just want to do whatever I can to improve our chances of exponentially growing the podcast to a point where if you want to quit your job, you qu you can, yeah. if I want to, take a step back from my job I can and we can get out there and put asses in seats and meet the awesome people who support this podcast yeah. and we did be like awesome people that was there was like that just amazing yeah, big fan again yeah like, it yeah, was like was, trippy yeah. it was trippy I talked about it on one of the Patreon um, podcasts that we did where I was like right now we're in my house yeah. in a room I don't know if anybody's listening to this but when you go to Austin and you meet somebody who's like, oh, I listen to your podcast every Monday. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's one crazy. of my favorite podcasts. It, like, it's it's trippy. Yeah. But it's like a drug. You're like, oh, my God. Like, I want to meet more of these people and laugh with these people and tell them thank you for supporting and and just do this. Yeah. And, and shout out to that one person. That one person that listened to the show. But it was just like, I'll listen to the show. What do you mean? I'm going to move on. Oh, what do you mean? That one person. You know what that oh, one person okay, I'm talking about. Okay, I'm never okay. letting that down. <laughs> now, I know everybody won't like the show. Okay, I get yeah, it. Sure, yeah, okay. 
but, but don't, that yeah. one person. Yeah. Don't tell me you don't tell me you listen to the show and but and nonchalantly. Exactly. When we got a booth set up and we're trying to meet don't, people don't, and everything. Don't, don't walk disrespect up. me like that. Yeah, okay. If you don't like <laughs> Yeah, you gonna everybody use won't it like as the fuel, show. Bro. I get it. Use I get it as it. fuel. Cause you, that 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 I, got you. I'm never gonna let that. That go. got you. That got I you. I didn't like it, man. So you know we won't go into detail, but basically what happened was <laughs> we could go into a little bit of detail. Basically what happened was somebody was somebody walked by and uh, somebody that they were with were like, oh, what's this podcast? That's cool. Yeah. And then the person that they were with was like, yeah, I've heard of them before. And then but said it in stride, like and, didn't just kept, just just kept walking. And Fran took that personally. I did. Like like Michael Jordan in the Last Dance documentary. Yeah. Was like I took that personally. Okay, so use that as fuel. Oh, and let's level up on these motherfuckers, bro. Let's just keep grinding, keep putting in work, keep fucking breaking crazy stories. I didn't break the Ronnie O'Neill story, but I saw something. I was like, I want to yeah. fucking, that's a hot story right now. I want people to know the full details of that fucking piece of shit. And let's just continue to shed light on stories that aren't getting enough attention and do our thing and, and, and be entertaining where we can and all yeah. that shit. And let's just fucking grind it out and move forward, bro. Yep. That's the that's the MO. That's, that's, the, that's the motive right now. Yep. Um, but, you know. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.